0: This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the Mayor.
1: Yo, 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 it's ODB. Before we jump into this episode, we want to thank Scraping the Coast, our title sponsor. We just passed STC 20th anniversary. Their next event with the Scraping the Coast umbrella is going to be Bayou Showdown. That is the weekend before Thanksgiving in Slidell, Louisiana. Be there. OLP is there every year. We have a great time. We love the show. Bayou Showdown for more and... A few people have asked me, I think that they had a challenge with their Facebook event page. It does show canceled, but just to be clear, the show is not canceled. There was some sort of issue with Facebook there, and Bayou Showdown is on. And of course, after that, their next event will be Orange Beach Invasion. That'll be next March in Orange Beach, Alabama. Stick with us through the end of this episode. We got uh, Mike and I's all new uh, audio from this week. We talked to DJ, DJ Mays, his awesome wife Amanda, Diggity Dom, and then we roll into a classic episode with K Daddy, also known as Kyle Gann. Stay on the rise. Enjoy the episode. Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle podcast episode 301. Thanks to everyone that has tuned in over the past seven. Now we're going on, I guess, eight years. And we really appreciate it. If you haven't listened to the last episode, please go back and do that. If you're a new listener and you've come here based upon our guest this week, which is technically going to be kind of the best of OLP episode, but we will have some new content as well. We just want to say thanks again. Subscribe, follow. It's free. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. You know how we do. Now, last episode I mentioned that I, I am hoping to eventually get Brian Genro um, to to be able to sit down and do some audio with us. Now, Brian, as I said, is super busy. Totally get it. He's got a whole other career, so to speak, as I understand, outside of mini trucks and custom vehicles, right? So we wish him all the continued success. Uh, With 301, what I think the plan is going to be is uh, we are going to run Phil Fowler's audio. Uh, Phil Fowler is no stranger to the podcast, really needs no introduction, and I uh, certainly appreciate uh, Phil as a friend and uh, as just kind of an ambassador. I know he kind of, you know, sometimes probably doesn't like the attention or the nice things we say. Uh, He appreciates it, but, you know, I, I could just tell he's a humble guy and he doesn't really want the praise. But I'll tell you this, got a chance last time to hang out with him at Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals, which is... One of our favorite shows, it's going to be next April, is the next one. And, um, man, Phil, I tell you what, it's in his blood. He loves that event, and we see him down there you know, every year. The other ironic thing was Phil had sent me this week. So you guys know how I like dates and whatnot. This one co uh, pretty nicely because today is August 10th when I'm recording this audio. I typically do it on Tuesday, but this week just had some other stuff going on. It was August 10th of 2018, so four years ago that episode 78 came out, and that was the Phil Fowler episode. Now, I know some of you go, man, you know, I I remember hearing that audio. I tell you what, we get a lot of good feedback and praise from people that go, man, I went back and I listened to it again, and wow, four years went by quick. They really enjoyed it. We've also picked up a lot of new listeners, you know, people that, hey, everybody's time is precious. We know that not everyone can go back to episode one and things, and if you have, thank you. I've got messages the other day, people laughing at some of the older episodes and and getting some good uh, laughs out of them, and uh, we're glad that you guys are doing that. But again, episode 78, you fast forward now, we're on 301, and we're going to have Phil's audio again. Now, the other reason why I run run Phil's audio, I was going to try to link up with him this week. Uh, Phil had reminded me that low rollers, they are celebrating their 30th anniversary. So a lot of Epic stuff happened in nine deuce as uh, Stoop and Dre would say, nine, two, nine deuce. And that includes of course, severed. They're getting ready to celebrate their 30th, which is going to be at a uh, severed in the uh, severed in the Midwest. You had NC just celebrate. Obviously we uh, really gave them a lot of praise on episode 300 and of course, relaxed atmosphere. As I said multiple times, uh, they started ninety one. So all last year, including that Lone Star Throwdown, uh, they um, just got down and, and did the damn thing and had a good time. So uh, three upright clubs there, but the, you know you add in low rollers, acrophobia, no regrets. So many of these other clubs, um, you know, too many to name, but we give credit to all of them, even extreme lows. Um, I know that they started back in the day, and and we got to talk more about their history. So, uh, thanks again, everyone that continues to come here. Now, because Mickey Mike the mayor is out this week, now he's back from vacay, but he's still gallivant. Let's be honest; he's out there checking houses, cutting side deals. I know what he's doing, and um, this is a best of week, so we're just gonna we're gonna let him off the hook. Again, he's down like a quarter of a tick mark. If he if he misses any other questions. I've got. Um, he doesn't know, but I've got his PayPal password, and I'll just log in and go ahead and start sending the money straight from his bank account. You know, he's gonna really have no say in this, right? Now he could try to change his password, but you know, it ain't gonna work. So uh, this episode will be a little bit, you know, not the, the normal uh, cadence, right, that we normally have. But I do want to stop for a moment and say, hey, you heard it at the top. Thank you so much to Custom Car Show Productions. Rest in peace to our homie Greg Miller. I think about him every day. Their next event, uh, under that umbrella, is going to be the weekend before Thanksgiving. So I know a lot of people start to get to holidays and they're like, yeah, man, you know, can't wait for the next year of shows. Well, the show season is still going all the way up to the weekend before Thanksgiving, as I said, in Slidell, Louisiana. That's Bayou Showdown. Their next event after that is going to be kind of the spring break-ish area. Uh, or time period that's going to be Orange Beach Invasion, and then before you know it, we'll be onto the 21st annual uh, Scraping the Coast, which is going down, of course, next June. So it's big ups to Custom Car Show Productions. But there was big news we shared last week, I think I did, that Lone Star Throwdown totally sold out. Actually, that's breaking news right now, because last week I had said I missed the Monday I wanted to post it, right? Monday was super busy. It was 8-1. 8-2 comes around. I'm like, shit, I need to pre-reg. At that time, there were like 500 left. And then I think when I was wrapping up the audio on that Wednesday, there was even less. Well, that Wednesday, I think it was, news broke that it sold out, right? So some of you are thinking, well, man, you know, what am I going to do? Listen, it's the same thing with mini-nats. Get your tickets, right? Rent a house, get a a hotel, a motel, a holiday inn, whatever. Come into this show, okay? Lone Star Throwdown, Conroe, every year. It's amazing. Uh, There's a lot of vendors, so you can get product from companies like Accuware. You're going to see some of the, the biggest and baddest vehicles anywhere. There's a lot of the top shops, including like Extensive, you know, the Texas Metal Fame, and uh, so much more going down. But th- Lonestarthrowdown.com, if you want to get all the details last weekend in February, I know the weather's not always perfect, right? But Mike and I have said it many times over, It doesn't matter. The event is so epic. There's plenty of covered area uh, if, it, if it you know is inclement weather in any way. Everybody still has a great time. So and remember, around that time, you know everyone's like, oh, the weather sucks. Well, when it gets super hot, the weather really sucks. So if it's if it's uh, you know a little bit of cloud cover or whatever it's cooler than the crazy summers that's all I'm going to say so we're looking forward to that now the next thing I did want to mention is I hinted that I was going to drop something last Friday and it um just didn't work out because Friday was another busy day at work. Mike was still out. I couldn't link up with him to kind of verify some of the sizes and things like that. So with that being said, it looks like right now we're on target for this Friday. So we'll have Friday through the following Friday plus two days. So give or take eight, nine days of a pre sale. You guys know how the pre-sale works. You, you order and um, we'll basically submit that order that Monday morning. Graphic Disorder will print those uh, said items. And uh, we'll get those shipped out. But really appreciate the support. This one's going to be a little bit different, as I said last week. And I'm certainly looking forward to uh, sharing that with everyone. Now, uh, being that even though it's a best-of episode, we are going to take some time in a few minutes, and I'm going to call Don Dizzy Davis. We'll see if Adam's available too. But you guys know Don Dizzy Davis and Adam, those are the the kind of the, the key names behind The Spark Show. I wanted to have him on last week. Just ran out of time. The Spark Show is going down in Sevierville, Tennessee this weekend. It's an amazing event. I unfortunately haven't been able to make it the last couple years. I think the last year I went was 2019 or 2020. No, 2019, I believe. And um, I started a job, a different job, in August of 2020. And then I couldn't make it last year um, for family stuff. And then this year we're doing the same family stuff. So just the way it goes. You guys know how it goes. So uh, we'll have Don Dizzy Davis on hopefully to talk a couple minutes before we roll into Phil Fowler's audio. Now I did save a couple of scene updates. So uh, Jazzy Green, her name came up on episode 200 talking um, you know about the fine folks in Australia down under. And thanks again, Jamie Smith, for coming on. But exciting news, she says. The mini truck is one of 16 contenders for Street Machine of the Year. If you could vote for my truck, it would be cool. So we'll make sure we share uh, those details. I think it's on whichcar.com. And um, it doesn't take long to vote, she said. And you go into a chance to win $5,000. And it's Milwaukee Street Machine of the Year 2022. So Again, we will uh, we'll share that shout out to Jazzy, great people and an amazing mini trucker. Uh, I'm gonna kind of combine all of the scene updates with Airhead Nation updates this week. Uh, Sean Rose on eight uh, on eight ten today said, "Good days give happiness, bad days give experience," and um, you know his his late wife. He mentions you know happy anniversary, Sarah. Today would have been their anniversary. Uh, May she rest in peace. Some news that I had kind of caught wind of, and I've kind of put two and two together, but Jason Bell at Bell's Rod Shop behind Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals, he is now the owner of uh, Faux Runner. Uh, this was, at one point, Tony Respoli's Forerunner. I know it has the Jimmy's Running Customs front clip, and Tony did a ton of work to it. It was featured in Street Trucks, all that stuff. All those details were there. I know it changed hands after Tony sold it, but... My intel had told me that Jason had picked it up, and uh, here he says he's got the faux runner loaded up and ready for the Spark Show. Have fun, everyone up there. Go by the Mini Trucker Union booth. They're great people, and again, I know you may not have a ticket. Uh, Well, they haven't. Well, let's be honest. They haven't done the pre-registration yet. I'm getting ahead of myself for Mini Nats. But whether you get a ticket or you don't, it's going to be on and popping, and I think it's ten one. I mentioned that last week. Um, here are our good friend Thad Cunningham. He says, "Until we meet again, old friend, you were like family to me. I had known you uh, for way better than half my life, and that was Ronald Avon. It looks like E V O N. Uh, may he rest in peace, man. Say say hello to Papa Smurf, Michelle Middleton. Uh, I know she just announced." Even though she just graduated, they are headed to the Spark Show. So big tip of the cap to Michelle Middleton, Matt Middleton, all the success. You know Matt's truck was recently featured on a Hammered Weekend Wear shirt. Uh, code Red. Check it out: H A M M E R D Weekendwear.com. Wear And uh, big ups to uh, two great folks in our scene, and uh, they're repping hard. Uh, Rob Seeley had mentioned 17 years ago today, we lost you. Um, you were so excited to work on the truck and get back on it. And, uh, he kind of goes a- along and, uh, says rest in peace to Stevo." Uh, some of you guys know his name from Florida. He had an Epic S10. Um, and the truck, I-, I believe after his passing, his friends had finished it and the tag said for Steve-O. So, uh, rest in peace. And, um, you know, I'm glad to hear that his friends, you know, continue uh, to carry on his legacy. So, a lot going on out there kind of in the, in the, the world of mini trucks and all of the other stuff that we talk about. Um, I do want to give a huge shout out to Sean from Rad BMX Builds. Now, if you've been listening, you know that we had Sean on. His YouTube channel is continuing to grow just like his social media channels are. Go out there. If you like old-school BMX, even if you're just a casual fan, check out and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, he had mentioned that he had visited Haro, and he does a tour. They let him have the cameras on all through the warehouse. It gives us a huge shout-out at the end because he had just recorded that evening with OLP. Of course, we rolled that out. Uh, he's a great guy, and I tell you what, it's amazing to see so many bikes in one place. Uh, that's on RAD BMX Builds. Check it out. So the Key Show updates. Um, This weekend, again, the Spark Show is going down. I think the other big thing to keep in mind is you got the Pacific Northwest Cruise. So um, I did want to have the family on and talk about that, but I just have not had time. Maybe we'll do a post-recap. But Northwest Cruise to the Pine, uh, Cruise to the Pines rather, that was uh cruise to the com, and that's where they have all of their information. so get out there and uh, check it out uh the only uh two other shows I'm gonna mention so again, you got those coming this weekend but then in one, two three, four weeks, you have dropped and destroyed. that is September 10th uh I believe that's a I believe it's two days. I think it's the 10th and 11th. Um, I have that on our the, on the OLP calendar, and then uh, Static Nationals. That's of course in Rogersville, Tennessee. So dropped and destroy. They've got an Instagram. It's O U T C O M. You can check out information there. That is in Uniontown, Ohio, and then you have Static Nationals. That is as I mentioned, Rogersville, Tennessee. So. Have fun out there if you can make those events. They're great people, and I would love to see you guys out there. Tag us in your photos, our lifestyle podcast, and we'll do our best to reshare some of those. That's kind of the key show updates, and I want to thank the West Coast Influence. You can visit minitruckfilm.com, order the Blu-ray or DVD. This is a documentary-style film surrounding the mini truck scene. Big ups to Radar for putting this together. The OLP update. So, again, I would ask if you guys go to our lifestylepodcast.com. Uh, you'll land on our website and on the left side, select official OLP show, show calendar and then tap on your phone where it says click here, allow that calendar, and then you can subscribe right there. Uh, all of the shows that we add to the calendar, which is pretty much everything. Uh, with the exception to a few, but pretty much everything's out there, and that helps keep you guys updated. It's free; uh, there's no cost to do that. Additionally, I want to give Joey at Get Decked a huge shout out. So, I think for this presale, we are going to have a presale of the skate decks as well. I believe it's going to be the first time we're doing it that way. I know, like with Time Machine, we kind of did the soft launch at Mini Nats, and then we had stuff online. But this is going to be a pre-sale where you'll be able to order the skate decks as well. Now, remember, we are kind of a smaller operation. Uh, We can't afford to, like, just eat the shipping. So, you know, you'd have to pay for the shipping, which will be listed there on the website if you want the skate decks. But I think this one's going to be an all-time classic. And I do believe many of you are going to want to get in on this pre-sale because it's something that is going to resonate with everyone The um, apparel in terms of the shirts, they'll be a little bit more affordable, right? Because it's kind of more of a, it's not a crazy design like we've been doing. So make sure you check out uh, whether you're listening to this like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or into that next week or that next weekend. You're going to have about a 9, 10-day-ish pre-sale on the new merch that we're going to be dropping here very, very soon. want to thank uh, Joey at Get Decked. Again, it's Get Decked on Facebook or Instagram, Joey Dilworth. If you've got a photo or artwork that you want to put on a skate deck, hit him up. He does one-offs, or he'll do multiple. He'll deliver them to shows. If he happens to be going there, he can ship them as well. Many of the amazing truck events in this country have already jumped on board with Joey at Get Decked, and they're ordering hundreds of decks at a time, and they sell out. People love them. We love our skate decks. We love them on the wall. We love them in the man caves. We love them in the woe man caves. Check it out. Get decked. I do want to thank Graphics Mafia as well. Um, I know Ryan helps us a lot with the Full Size on the Rise Instagram page. Um, My understanding is Ryan is maybe going to be getting into a new project. I got my fingers crossed for Ryan. Uh, He's a good dude. He's went to a lot of shows with us and has helped us a lot. If you have an opportunity and you need stickers for your truck club or your brand or maybe you had stickers printed... But you need to re-up. Hit up Graphics with an X, Mafia.com. That's GraphicsMafia.com with an X. They're on Facebook and Instagram as well. And TikTok. Hit them up. Let them know what you need. SEMA is coming up. Uh, If you need stickers for that, they can take care of you. Trust us. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. But I just want to thank everyone. We are going to roll in here. I'm going to try to call Dizzy real quick. We'll do a couple minutes of audio, and then we'll roll into Phil Fowler's audio for the best of. Thank you so much to Garage Gear Clothing. I have said this before, and I think it's amazing. They offer free shipping, garagegearclothing.com. Remember, the holidays are coming. They have the dudes on lock, the chicas, the chicks, uh, the ladies, if you will. They also have the kids on lock. So they have it all there, Garage Girl, Garage Kids, Garage Dudes. But it's all on GarageGearClothing.com. Hit them up. Let them know that we sent you. And if you see them at an upcoming show, just go by, slap hands, maybe buy some merch, buy online, say what's up, and tell them that you hear us talk about them via our lifestyle podcast. Now it's time to get serious. In closing, eight eight eighty eight, what album dropped? Okay? I uh, want to shout out AccuAir for this. They always sponsor us, the Trivia with Mike. Mike's not on this week without looking it up. So think about the date, 8-8-1988. of 1988. This group, I guess you could call them a band, but group, they ended up having a run-in with and a government agency. Sent them a letter. Let's just leave it at that. They were threatened uh, with their lyrics uh, to be arrested. Believe it or not, and shut down in different cities. And uh, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, believe it or not. So, do you know on 8888 what album came out? Stay on the rise, my friends, and we'll talk next week, hopefully, with an all new episode. ODB, we got you. Enjoy this audio from Dizzy and Mr. Phil Fowler. Yo, yo, so as I mentioned a minute ago, when wanted to call it Diggity Don, Dizzy Davis. Man, I just want to ask
2: you, dude, how you been? Oh, man. ODB, I am been great. We got the Spark Show coming up this weekend. Dizzy Designs is booming. The custom scene, the podcast is taking road trips now. We're, we're doing great.
1: Dude, you're cutting promos. I love it. Now, you also brought on a special guest. Why don't you give him an introduction, or maybe he should introduce himself?
2: I'll introduce him because I I, I want I got a special introduction <laughs> for this man so this guy has been with us for years behind the scenes he is the right hand to the right hand of the spark show but not Hank right we're not for, talking Hank Norris because he's new to that area <laughs> yeah no definitely not <laughs> Hank 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 is to hammered weekend wear as Tater is to the spark show uh, so we uh, have the man Daniel Stewart aka the Tater Hey Tater, welcome What's going to the on, show. ODB?
0: Not not much, What's going man. On, man.
1: Not much. Uh dude, that was a good inter- that was a great introduction from your homie and uh thanks for coming on.
0: No, thank you for having me, man. And Don Don always does a good job. Made me feel good right there.
1: Yeah, that's good <laughs> stuff. You can pay him later. No, just kidding. Um Well, you mentioned, Dizzy, that you know, you got a lot of good stuff going on, which is great. But before we get to a couple of those other things, um, we are gonna have Phil Fowler on. Uh, The best of audio is going to roll in, so we got a lot of good folks listening to this one. Um, I wish that we would have got a chance a little bit earlier in the year to really sit down, maybe even a couple weeks ago, but Sevierville, Tennessee, right? That's all you got to speak into your Google Maps. It's going down this weekend. Talk to us about a few things that you guys got going on with the Spark Show.
2: Well, first off, I want to say what a coincidence that you're having Phil Fowler on. I was actually on the YouTube last night watching – old uh where they tow your vehicles and they got a pink Nissan and who's (laughs) riding with the dude in the pink Nissan? Bill Fowler. What the hell? (laughs) He's everywhere. (laughs) He is everywhere. But this weekend, August 12th through 14th, Sevierville, Tennessee, the Spark Show. Uh Friday, gates are gonna open up at nine. We're gonna run until like four, four thirty. And the man that's on the phone with us right now, the tater is going to shove you out the gates because nice. we are doing our our annual free party. But this time we're moving it off grounds to the Tennessee Shine Company. And we're going to be there from six to nine, ten o'clock until they kick us out the door. We're going to so see you can do some moonshine tasting. we got an awesome patio set up. We're going to have like 10 to 15 trucks up there. Covering all the different types of genres of vehicles that we that we have at the show, so we'll have lifted trucks, full size trucks, hydro trucks, muscle car, modern muscle car. We're gonna have everything up there. That's our schedule for Friday, Saturday. We're opening up the gates at uh, eight o'clock, and then it's gonna run till five. And then, of course, Saturday we always have our fun. With uh, Michelle Boone and the Boone Games, we're gonna have the the car limbo mid afternoon. We're gonna have our our annual auction to raise money for Sean Rose and spreading the love hmm. with stuff from Airflow, uh, Stitch Happens. We got a we got a bunch of swag this year to auction off. All money goes to spreading the love. And then, uh, like I said, gates close around five o'clock that night. Unsanctioned by the Spark Show, we are going to hijack the parking lots at the Cal Ripken Experience, hang out for a few hours, and then go cruise the strips. And uh, our boy Robbie Williams of Static Nationals, he's going to get all that together. You can find the Facebook event. Then we go. We're just going to go out, cruise, have a good night. Sunday gates are going to open up back again at nine. Roll to about. Two o'clock or so and then uh do the awards and send everybody home.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. I appreciate the breakdown, right clear and concise. Tater, what's your favorite part about the Spark Show?
2: Seeing
0: everybody's faces, the enjoyment they get out of coming to the show. It's it's always nice seeing every every single truck come in and all the people's faces having a good time enjoying the show.
1: Yeah, you think about that covered area that you guys had, you know, a lot of times there's corn toss, corn throw, corn hole, all that stuff going down. Is that kind of, guys, is that kind of going to be where some of the main actions going down
2: with DJs and stuff like that? So, we are going to be using that just for hangout. That's where we'll do our ward presentation at. We're actually going to move the cornhole tournament to the pre party at Tennessee Shine Company. And then uh, we actually picked up a sponsor with uh, Off the Chain Bicycles to sponsor DJ Mays. And we had enough money to get him a stage this year, so he's gonna be front and center overlooking the entire field instead of at that pavilion.
1: Oh boy, his head's blowing up more, but that's fantastic because you know what? We recently had Amanda on with DJ Mays, as you know, and you know, we're trying to get him at all the shows. I know, you know, small steps. Uh one small step for DJ yeah. Mays, but one giant leap for DJ Mays will be, you know, if we can get him like an air conditioned like a um, you know, like the ET thing, you know, the clear the clear stuff that goes around you.
2: That's going to be next on yep. the
1: list. You know what I'm saying?
2: So, yeah. I, you know, I know, I know, you guys, uh, the OLP boys, love some of that freon poisoning.
1: <laughs>
3: we are bringing
2: up a fellow Floridian guy, uh, Navarre cigars out of Navarre, Florida, driving all the way up to Sevierville, Tennessee. To pass out some stogies and he is actually going to have a little setup where you can sit, chill, buy cigars, smoke them on site and it's air conditioning. Dude. So free on poisoning in the middle of the field smoking (laughs) some stogies.
0: I'm exactly where I'm going to be.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And, you know, Tater, it's funny because, you know, if they would have come up with this idea a few years ago, I wouldn't have harped on them so bad about the axe throwing contest, right? But I think now, Disney, you
2: you guys are back in the game. (laughs) We're getting back in the game. We tried our hardest to get axe throwing. And it kept getting more dangerous and more dangerous. Yeah, see? Mike almost lost an ear during yep, practice. Yep. Yep. So it was like we're gonna if we have a hundred people standing around watching this, Mike's gonna get mad. He might throw an axe at me and accidentally hit like a ten year old behind me. So we're like, we just we have we get, we gotta figure a new a new gimmick. And so yeah. we're gonna go with freon poisoning and cigars.
1: Dude, there's not much better. And you know, people were calling, um they were calling some of the women that were throwing the axes, like the Reina Bobbit, and they were calling Mike, you know, kind of names and stuff. So you know, we didn't want it to get out of hand. You know, you don't. We really don't want to get anyone hurt because you know, insurance gets involved and in all that.
2: You know. Yeah, exactly. After after the Strawberry Shortcake incident of of twenty twenty, <laughs> right? I, I, we just could not chance it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sent ripples. I heard all through the whole community there. You know, and then I swear they had a guy named the Smut Bandit. They, someone up there. If you, if anybody out there is watching Better Call Saul, I won't give it away. But I think people are starting to recognize Mike as the Smut Bandit when he goes out of town to these shows. So he's kind of trying to keep his cover, you know. Yeah, that. Well, I I <laughs> Tater, when you think about all the clubs that come out there and the vendors, and you know, we—I've been there a couple years in a row, and I just had a fantastic time in the food vendors. Uh, what are some of the highlights that you think about, you know, in the past when you see all these good people come out, you know, maybe a favorite food vendor, some of the clubs and, and the interactions you've had with people?
0: Well, it's great. As the years have grown over the years, and I see everybody that comes in the game. So I see all different clubs, all different kinds of people, and it's amazing how many different clubs come every year. The show out, the clubs come every year, and I, I'm, I'm going to be partial here. Don't hate me for it, but uh Malloy's Yeah. Malloy's tacos. That's that's my favorite. But I can't beat Borgasm's breakfast sandwich mm. that they make.
1: Yeah. I remember when Hank uh heard that that word dizzy, he got excited and we're like, No, he I think he heard it wrong, maybe.
2: But Yeah, like, it, like we were over there, we were like we go every morning to Borgasm, makes this fried bologna with egg biscuit for everybody and Hank, like, pushed me out of the way, and he's like, where's the shit that's giving out orgasms? Right. And I was like, no, 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 Hank, you heard that way wrong, buddy. Right. <laughs> Go back we're, to the trailer.
1: We're, we're <laughs> eating. We're hungry now, right? We're not on your level yet. I mean, it's 8 a.m., you know? We got we to gotta work today, you know? but um Yeah. Uh, now, um for those that are wondering, Adam. Adam is at a, a festivities tonight, so I know Adam kind of, you know, was always over there pulling the puppet strings, you know, with the show. What do you think Dizzy is the main thing that's on his mind, you know, as you kind of get Wednesday, Thursday, you know, you start moving in to midweek and then you got a show this weekend. What's Adam thinking?
2: Oh, actually, I was talking to him earlier, you know, just making sure we have all our ducks in a row and, uh, Making sure, like, all the trophies are nice and cleaned up. We got trophies from Welch's Chop Shop and uh, Creative House this year. If you've seen Creative House, like RP uses or Relaxing in the Park uses them. So, getting making sure that everything is ready, the trucks are loaded so that we're fresh, ready to roll out. Uh, first thing tomorrow, and getting everything set up for you guys. I've got to say, like, over the past years, It's kind of weird that the farther we go, I guess it's just the repetitiveness of we already know what to do. This year has been probably one of the best years that we've had, making sure that we've got no problems. So our show crew is just like, we're all set, ready to go. So we just got waking up in the morning to go and set up the field tomorrow on our minds.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And I love hearing it, you know. For anybody that's out there that wants to start a show or maybe you're new to this whole running your own show, you know, you'll start to kind of get on autopilot because you'll learn those things. You'll learn some vendors that you want to work with and the ones that maybe give you a little bit of heartache. But uh, we've talked about Creative House in the past. Want to give a huge shout out to Doug Johnson, um, as we always, you know, say for um, Welch's Chop Shop as well. But um, Aftermath Designs was his old business uh, name and then uh, you can go out there. It's Creative House, K R E, and then a number eight I V E House. Uh, you can check him out. He does some pretty cool awards. Now listen, I want to I want to put you on the spot and ask you. In the past, Nathan Coker has done a uh, huge shout out. Tip of the cap to the big homie. Always love seeing him, dude. He's a great guy, as you know. No regrets. He always does something pretty cool. Did he have time to, to work up and, and uh, you know get anything for this year?
2: So this year he did not have time to do it. We actually uh, – so what you're referring to is the past few years has done a killer skate deck for us. Yeah. And we, t- we reached out to him, talked about doing it, and he was just a little bit too busy for this year. So we in turn went to the great Joey Dilworth at Get Decked. Yeah. And we're going to have a few couple special things. Of course, we're going to have our Sparks boards, but we got a few other special things coming.
1: Good, good. Well, tip of the cap, Nathan's a great guy. I mean, he did the Chicks Ride, rest in peace, Jen Lacey, the crew cut uh, kind of themed skate deck, and the paint is amazing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, always uh, always love slapping hands with the homie and, and doing the damn thing, so that's fantastic. But I know uh, folks can find more information on Instagram, Facebook, type in The Sparks Show, but you guys have also stepped up and, uh, man, Adam's really blowing through the budget. He's got the, you guys got the sparkshow.com as well. And it's pretty cool because you guys can, um, you know, if there happens to be any leftover merchandise and stuff like that, that's where it all will end up. Right.
2: Yes. If we have any last year, completely sold out. We did order some more this year to make sure. Cause we're expecting the numbers to be a little bit higher with like, a. Just go ahead and say it now. The weather this weekend is gorgeous. High of 84 for, for the entire weekend with low humidity. It is too late in this, the, the the weather forecast to jinx it. So, if we have any merch <laughs> left over, all you got to do is go to the com and all that merch will be on there from shirts, skate decks. Uh, we got um, Stitch Happens to do some new the new logo with uh, for hats and everything. So, yeah, it will all be on there if we have anything left over after the show.
1: Yeah, and Tater, if you think about a couple years back, they made, in my opinion, a great business decision to, to shift gears and go with graphic disorder, right? Um, have oh, you God. Ha, Have you seen the difference in the lines and the people and the excitement that people have when they see this amazing artwork?
0: Oh, big time. I mean, last year, I think the show shirt sold out before noon on Saturday. Yep. So the, the the gear has definitely been getting slung since Graphic Disorder has been making yeah the shirts.
1: Eric and Brant and the whole team from everybody that draws it to prints it. I mean, dizzy. There was a rumor that they were lacing it for Hank, and he was trafficking something in the ink across state lines. But I think that was just maybe a
2: story, maybe. I don't. I think it's like the old Coca-Cola thing where there's cocaine in there to get you addicted <laughs> to it because I cannot stop myself from buying stuff that was printed are designed and printed by graphic disorder. Yeah, there was something in the ink.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of white like in the artwork this year, so, you know, just be careful, right? You know, that's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, definitely be careful.
1: Now, listen, <laughs> be- I do want to pivot just for a minute um and talk about a couple other things that you guys got going on that's cool, but before we do that dizzy or tater, um do you guys have anything else you wanted to mention with the spark show that's going down of course this weekend in Suburbial?
2: Main thing is everybody be safe. Uh if you need addresses uh seven fifty four old Knoxville Highway, Subirville, Tennessee. Or you can just hook up look up on the the Facebooks and the event page. It's it's posted everywhere. The website, Instagrams, TikTok. Everybody be safe coming out and just, you know, we look forward to having a great weekend.
1: Excellent. And Tater, uh, and Tater then- you're gonna keep it legal, right? Well, I'm gonna try to. I mean, that's the whole thing, <laughs> right? You gotta try. Like that's I said, key. Tater is our Hank. Right.
0: <laughs> right. There's no me, me and Hank are homies.
1: Yeah. There's no I in team, but there's a me, and I know you know you always try your hardest, and that's what counts.
0: Hey, I'm exactly. just all about having a good time. I like
2: it, dog. Last thing I got is uh, last thing I got is at the gate. Bring cash makes everything move smoother. If if you have don't have cash. We can handle it, but we prefer not to because it'll just slow everything down. We'll we'll have to scoot you to the side, like you're rolling through McDonald's drive-through, and they tell you to move up around the corner. Right. But we'll Park we'll them. try to bring cash. Park <laughs> them. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I always have to ask, you guys do or don't take the travelers checks? You know, because I got a couple printed from 1983, our vacation one of our vacations, and I'd like to try to spend them. So I was thinking about sending them up. We'll have to see, though, right?
2: I mean, with with all the issues that we had from you the last time that you bought traveler checks, we're gonna we're gonna have to cancel that out this okay.
1: year. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and just cancel me, man. That's that's what we're doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> good stuff. Well, I appreciate all the info about the Spark Show. Now, before we roll into the audio with um, Phil Fowler, I did. I, I haven't had a chance yet to listen to the two new episodes, right? LMC or LCD podcast and the custom uh, scene podcast you mentioned earlier, but I do want to say I meant to include something last week and I did not, but I tell you when I think of, you know, the Midwest up there, I think of, you know, a lot of good people and it's, it's really heartbreaking to to see what some of the folks have went through in Eastern Kentucky. I know that's not exactly in your region, but it can't be that far. And my understanding, uh, Dizzy, you recently made a trip over there.
2: Yeah. So, uh, the, the town of Whitesburg is where the LCD boys are from. It's about three and a half hours from, from my home base in Knoxville. Our buddy Glenn Brown from RA and my co-partner in the custom scene came, swing by the house, picked me up. We ran up there. A bunch of people in our community gathered a bunch of donations or sent us money to go buy donations and hammered weekend wear. Actually, I think it was Hank but someone threw like 60 or 70 bags in my trunk of t-shirts. So we ran all that up there to Eastern Kentucky, met up with the boys, went to the donation center, dropped all that off. And then um, Lee and Shay took us on a tour of Whitesburg and the surrounding cities and like seeing pictures, I knew it was bad, but until like we actually hit ground zero and got to see like the, like the, there's a city called neon out there and seeing the water line above like the windows in the second floor to realize the water in areas raised like 17 to 19 feet was what Lee was telling me and from what I understand when this is all done and cleanup is done they're going to just board up the windows of neon and just like the, the, the town is done. They're just dissolving the town. So all those people have to find new new homes and all the businesses that were got lost. But I do have to say, like running around there, like the people that were in line to pick up donations, when we were there, all of them were like, hey, how are you doing? And their spirits were, were lifted mm-hmm. just with how everybody came in and and helped the Eastern Kentucky areas. And as Lee said, Eastern Kentucky folks, they they will survive. And they're they're pulling out of it. There was a lot of loss of life. Uh, The last number I heard was like 48 people in Lee's area. But, I mean, it's bad. Keep prayers out for them. And if, if you can help in one way or another, just... Find somewhere like a Salvation Army that's donated to there. Anything will help them. They were excited that we brought like dollar store brooms. We bought like a million of them, and that was the greatest thing to them. And it was it was shocking.
1: Well, I appreciate you sharing the updates. We followed LCD podcast, and we continue to see the updates. And I know like like he has said that you know they're not doing it you know for the views or anything. They're trying to keep people. And I appreciate kind of in the loop. Um. So I would encourage people to check out uh, Lowest Common Denominator, which is a short LCD podcast, and also the custom scene podcast, Dizzy's on there. Uh, they're doing a lot of great things. They're bringing awareness to things like this that are tragic. But I commented on uh, LMC's post a little while ago, and I said, you know, it's tough to see the devastation. But one thing that's true about Americans, and I think about all people, but especially Americans, you know, we come together in times of tragedy. And uh, the folks that are contributing money and helping and trying to lift, uh, like you said, each other's spirits and, and, you know, that type of thing is so important because these guys are going through a lot. So,
2: you know, thanks for, yeah. uh, thanks and for the talking about I'll, I'll give this one last story that we got to see talking about uh, America coming together. A guy from northern Ohio. He was like a 60 year old man dressed as a cowboy went by the name Cowboy Dave had drove down, had nothing to offer. But every day he stands on the corner with a sign that says, uh, not here to give advice, but I'm here to give an ear. And he stands out there all day long just for people to come up and just cry on a shoulder and, and just, just having an ear for them to talk to. We're like, Oh, that's interesting. And then seeing people like, like an old man crying, just talking to him. It's like, you know, this dude had nothing to offer financially or physically because he was, he he just wasn't physically able to do anything. But that probably touched just as or helped as many people as digging a million pounds of dirt. And so, like, yeah, that's amazing that someone would do something like
1: that. Yeah, it truly is. And um, you know, again, go out there, check out these podcasts, and if there's an opportunity to give in some way, form or fashion, definitely do that. I know you mentioned the big homie Sean Rose this weekend. They'll be raising money for spreading the love, and uh, you know if you're at the Spark Show, if you can give a little bit and uh, you know contribute if you can. Dizzy, uh, thanks for the updates there, um, Tater. What do you think it's like here in Dizzy? Continue to grow over there uh, on the Custom Scene podcast with Glenn Brown.
0: It's, it, I'm, I'm always happy to see my homie succeed, and seeing him grow over the years, it's just amazing and I've supported him every step of the way. Anything yeah. new he comes out with, I got to have it. Yep. Yeah. Even it, if I don't need it, I got to have it.
1: I like it. And, and Dizzy, like, you know, it's been cool to see, you know, you uh you guys the success. And we had such a good time at Southeast Money Truck and Nationals earlier this year, kind of doing some of those Q&As and stuff. I know maybe not everyone's into that, but I tell you what, it was a lot of fun, man, and
2: I love to see you guys on the rise. Yeah, that was I, we have to do that again with all the podcast folks sitting up on the stage and people yelling questions at us and trying to get Jason Ballard to quit talking so much just so that the rest of us could say something.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think the guy that was talking about who who's the Corvette owner, I think he was talking about you.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was definitely me. It wasn't the the dude from Florida wearing the white New Balances and the jean shorts.
1: <laughs> right, right, exactly. Now, the other thing that I did want to mention, you said it earlier, just cut a promo real quick. Let people know if they're a show promoter or they're, you know, they're they're they've got their brand, they're selling their merch or whatever. Some of the things that you've done, like you've really kind of got, uh, you found a footing, so to speak, with some of these like Facebook. I don't want to call them filters, but you know, talk to us a little bit about those things that you're doing to help these shows and these brands grow.
2: Okay, yeah. So the what you're talking about, they're they're called I call them backers. And you'll see him with the Spark Show, Eastbound Get Down, Battle of Bama, Southern Tradition. And uh, so if you need help reaching out farther to who you're, your clientele that you're trying to reach, you can hit me up. And it's just it's, it's eye-catching so that you can be seen. And it makes people stop. You can, with the backers, you, it helps you reach out more and push your, your vendors, your sponsors, if you're a show. Or if you need logos or anything like that, I can do logos. I picked up the new show out there in Maggie Valley, uh, the Showdown in the Valley, and they're doing great. Static Dance is killing it with my stuff. So if you need anything, hit me up on the Facebooks with Dizzy Designs, or you can just hit me up at Don Dizzy Davis. Yeah,
1: and some of those I remember you did one. There's the photo I took at Southern Tradition, and uh, I was on the, <laughs> the donk board. But you put the OLP logo on it. That's what you're kind of talking about too, right? So when people see your avatar or your photo on Facebook, you, you kind of do some of those as well as graphics.
2: Yes, uh, I do. But with our government right now, I can't do those little profile things because they're saying no unless it's COVID-related. Oh, but what, what Yeah, what ODB is talking about, guys, is it's uh, the Facebook filter where... Like, you can type in Our Lifestyle, the podcast, and it will pop over your Facebook thing. All my old ones are still up there, but anything new, Facebook and the government's like, no, 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 not right now.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to have to try to reactivate mine, you know, because, I mean, dude, I don't want to miss out. I mean, I got a one-off one that you did for me, and I thought it was
2: pretty cool. But, yeah, um, dude, it's, it's crazy that, like, everybody's been hitting me up over the past year but be like, Hey, when you come out with new filters and and it's just like, I wish
1: I could. (laughs) Yep. Yep. No, I hear you. I want to thank you guys for taking the time. Tater, dude, it's cool to be able to link up with you a little bit and chat. Man, I really appreciate you coming on, Tater.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on, man. It's always good to talk to ODB.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. And Diggity Don Davis, Don Dizzy Davis, I'm going to get messed up here unless I get my carny really going. Because you got to get in the mindset to really get the carny rolling. And uh, I'm not even the best at the Carney, but Diggity Don Dizzy Diz Dizzy Diz Avis. It's always good linking up with <laughs> you, bro.
2: Of course, brother.
1: <laughs> always. Last thing: if Mike, if, if he's if he's let, let's pretend he's at home and he's actually listening to this, and he is trying to plan his next mod for Banana a Hammock. What do you think his his mindset should be? The Goldwing doors, or where, where do you what what mod do you think he should do next?
2: So, on the banana hammock, from my understanding, understand, the Goldwing Doors are already in the process. Oh. You know, I got to see him and Scotty the Body down there at Southern Tradition this year. Yep. And I swear I heard rumors of sterling silver plated frame and, like, <laughs> A-arms and four-links. I don't know how true it is, but that's what I heard. Like, the whole thing's going to be sterling silver. And like, like he said, like Scotty, the body says that like, like your grandma's old silverware or something like that. Right. So I I, I mean, I say go with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, dude, I, I hope he does, man. I mean, he's talking about having four hoverboards that um, Doc Brown built for his suspension, dude.
2: You know, I don't know how it's going. Oh, I don't doubt it. Between Sorry. him and our, and our boy, Jason Babalia, DJ Mays, I know he's redoing Till Short and from what I understand, that thing's – the frame is gold-plated. Right. They're, throw, they're dropping a rotary in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean – And two shorts. They're, they're just out here changing the game. Yeah, he's going to sign the
1: glove box <laughs> and stuff
0: I heard.
2: You know. Yeah, I've heard that one
0: as well.
1: Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for playing along, and uh, we hope you guys have a great weekend. We're going to roll into Phil Fowler's audio. Uh, keep your head up there to all everybody in eastern Kentucky. Have fun at the Spark Show this weekend. And both of you guys stay on the rise.
2: Bad phrase. Peace.
1: We out you. Thank you guys so much, bro. 17's a good number. That was the year I was born. But it's even better because I got the big homie. Phil Fowler in the house from the Northeast. What is going down, my man? What's up, Jason? How you doing, bro? Nice to hear from you. Hey, same man. I, you know, I like that little accent you guys have in the Northeast. It's like, how you doing, man? You know, you got a little <laughs> bit of that, you know.
3: You know what I'm saying? Nah, man. I'm not a New Yorker or a Philly guy. You know, what I mean, we're, we're we're a little south of those guys.
1: Yeah, I I I'm not the best with accents. I guess I probably. Um, you know, pigeonhole everybody from the Northeast with that one. So I kind of messed up a little bit, but uh, it's like, forget about it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's definitely not us, but we're good. It's good. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, man, it's great to have you on a lot of, um, a lot of people know you in the scene. There's a lot of guys that may not, some of the young cats, uh, making us kind of feel a little bit old. But um, why don't you tell the Airhead Nation, Phil, just like a little bit about yourself, man? Like, what do you do? And then we'll get into mini trucking here in a few minutes.
3: Yeah, well, um, my name's Phil. I'm from Delaware. I've been, been in Delaware my whole life. Um, married, got three beautiful daughters and a lovely wife. Um, my daughter is Sarah, Anna, and uh, Emily, and my wife, Danielle. Um you know, I, I don't know. Work for the railroad, Amtrak. You know what I mean? Keeping the trains going, keeping people moving. So that's pretty cool. 40, I'll be 43 years old this year. Well, happy happy birthday coming up. Yeah, November, man. November.
1: Yeah, dude. Well, let me ask you this. Like, what do you do? Because I've talked to you a little bit, and you're like, man, I'm super busy. I know you're a busy guy. Like, what do you do for the railroad?
3: Um, Well, and uh, we for Amtrak we uh I work at a back shop was where we do all the heavy overhauls and stuff like that and um I was a mechanic there for um 13 years working on the trains doing various uh things um and about a year and a half I got into a supervisor position and I've been overseeing um a program overhauling the uh Acela high speed train set that runs from DC to Boston so it's the Fastest train in the U.S., but far from the fastest train in the world. But that's what that's what I work on, man. That's what that's what we do every day.
1: Hell's yeah, man! You know, to kind of stick to to mini trucks. One of the things that we took a different approach here is, you know, we've been trying to nail the interview down. You've been super busy, and we went into the Airhead Nation Facebook group, and I posted and said, "Hey, you know, we got Phil Fowler, the homie, is on the horn, and we have a question from James Day, and this kind of ties into where I was thinking as far as my mind." Um, with the question is, you know, what got you into mini trucking all those years ago?
3: All right. So I uh, graduated high school in 93, uh, and um, I wanted a four by four Ranger. I wanted to lift it up and put my dart bikes in the back, uh, stuff like that. And, um, you know, I ended up getting a two wheel drive Ranger, which, you know, I mean, wasn't really what I wanted, but I was like, ah, whatever. So cruising around my old neighborhood and stuff like that. And I see this ranger come through um uh, by the you know the, one of the original members the guy one of the founders of uh, low rollers franny warner um he had an 85 ford ranger and it was um blue and yellow two-tone uh with a drip paint job um with five star hammers on it ground effects and just a knocking system and this guy would come through like it's funny like i used to make fun of mini trucks when i would see him going down the cruise strip <laughs> but then like i seen this thing go go through and something just hit me and i was just like Holy crap. What is that? Like, and, um, I ended up knowing his brother-in-law, um, cause I would see him over there. So I went over and I was like, dude, who is that guy? He's like, oh, it's my brother-in-law. So I ended up meeting him and, um, it was, it was all downhill from there, And I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 you know, I mean, it was, it was Franny and, uh, you know, there was a, a handful of guys, Marco and Pappy, you know, I mean, was, and Eddie, you know, I mean, it was the original guys from the rollers and I would see those guys rolling around and I was like, this is it. That's what I'm doing. So, um, you know, I got my truck, truck dropped and, um, you know, roll pan and the tonneau cover, you know what I mean? And I was like, you know, what do I got to do? And, um, I started hanging out with those guys in 93 and I got logoed in 94 and the rest is history, man. Like I've been here ever since and love it.
1: Hells to the, yeah, dude. Yeah. I think a lot of listeners right now that were in the mini truck and they're probably going, Hey, something very similar is how, you know, I was kind of hit by the bug Same thing, you guys have kind of heard my stories if you've listened to some of the older episodes, and that's really what it was. It was kind of that bug that that you're like, dude, man, and you're at that perfect age where you're looking to have something a little different. Recently, I was listening to, believe it or not, I'll say it, some of the old crisscross albums, and I was watching some of the older videos, and I I posted some screenshots, but you know, in that kind of early to mid-'90s, you know, you had that feel where everybody wanted like the, the little mini, and they wanted a knocking system with a crazy paint job, and you know, that's you know, I appreciate you kind of sharing how you got into it, man. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, man, it, and it, it was just it was just great. You know what I mean? Like I hooked up with those guys, and you know, we had a little cruise trip down here, um, which was you know they've been cruising for you know decades even before us, and um, you know, you'd always see you know mini trucks and stuff down there, and and uh, we were down there like every night, and it was just. It was cool. It was right right around the University of Delaware, Main Street, man. Like we were there night and day. It was just it was just cool. Cruising trucks and, and hanging out, man. It was it was awesome.
1: You'll remember though you know those nights and those days for the rest of your life, you know, the good old days is what we call it. So if I'm thinking, you know, okay, boom, so you talk a little bit about a Ford Ranger, I'd like to talk about your Ford Ranger. Is it the same Ranger that we're gonna talk about that was shot for the cover?
3: It is. The the one I currently have. Um, is the same one that was, was shot for the cover and um, it was on on the cover mini truck in january 2012 um but i I did have another ranger prior to that as well
1: okay so the the ranger that you own now uh you kind of mentioned it was shot for the cover how did you go about acquiring that one since it was a different ranger
3: well i um of course like we all did you know like i i got hydraulics on my truck back in 94 And, you know, we used to drag everything, you know what I mean? It's what we did. Um, And for years and years, you know, just abuse and abuse and things got beat up. And, I, you know, I was like, man, I really love Rangers. I mean, it's it's my favorite truck by far. Um, But I was like, you know, I I really need a a fresh canvas here. I want to want a fresh start. Mm -hmm. So I found this 92 Ranger, you know what I mean? It was an old man's truck, unmolested, just, just mint, you know what I mean? So I bought that and within two to three weeks, Um, it was bagged and, um, you know, shaved door handles and everything. It was, you know, all my billets, I had billets on it and stuff like that. So it turned pretty quick, but, you know, it was uh, through, uh, through 10 years, um, of different phases took me to get it to the point of where it was when it was on the cover.
1: And I tell you, the cover is cool. Love, love the, the, you know, the layout. So, you know, you basically, you kind of build some bridges, right? Over all these years. And, uh, you know, I've talked to you several times and we've always talked about like, how did you get involved in the mini truck and magazine? Because I think in, in my, you know, in my estimation, you kind of forged some good relationships early on and all these years later, it paid off with an Epic cover shoot. So kind of tell us a little bit about how you got involved with mini truck and magazine, bro.
3: So um going back to actually when I was first logoed um I was logoed at a show called Slam um and it was in uh where was it Winchester Virginia I can not I can't remember or no Fredericksburg Virginia It was a, a show called Slam and that's actually where I first met Courtney Hollowell wow. Tito um so like I I met him and of course you know I'm 18 19 years old and you know he's He's cruising around, he's riding a little dirt bike around and you know, come cruising around in trucks and stuff like that. And I was just like, Oh my god. You know what I mean? It was like that's the guy. For you the know, magazine, you know, what I mean? like, For boom, right yeah, there. I was like, That that's him. Like, wow. Like, you know, he's just blown away. Like here I am in, in, you know, this small town in Virginia, and here's the guy that, you know what I mean? Like I put him up on a pedestal, like, you know, what I mean, like a superhero, you know what I mean? It's like, oh my God, like so. I got to talking to him, you know what I mean? Like, I introduced myself and just, like, was so excited, you know, like an excited little kid. And, uh, you know, Courtney couldn't have been a, been a more down-to-earth guy, just uh, just a humble guy. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, this guy's talking to me? Like, why would he talk to me? But Yeah, you're a lot younger, um, and
1: you kind of looked up to him because you've been reading this magazine and stuff.
3: Yeah, so, you know what I mean? So, you know, we met there and got to hanging out. And then um, probably two months later, we were at a show in um, – uh stroudsburg pennsylvania and uh i was there we met him and actually met chris schmidt there for the first time who you know chris chris was one of the original camber guys with courtney yeah so you know i'm hanging out there um in east stroudsburg with uh courtney and chris schmidt um you know the original Camber guys and uh you know I, I really got to get to know courtney um that weekend and uh you know from hanging out all weekend so I used to call and talk to him like all the time, you know, when he was, you know, back at the magazine. So I would call up and talk to him. And, um, I, you know, a lot of times I would call, I would get a hold of Lance March. Um, and, you know, so me and Lance would, you know, I got to know Lance and, you know, he's the one that I think puts the first picture of me with my head in a C notch back in 95 in mini trucking. And, um, you know, Lance had said, you know, one day I called up and I was talking to Lance. He's like, Hey man, I'm coming out your way. Uh, This weekend. I said, Really? Where are you going? Virginia? He was like, Yeah, is that close to you? And I was like, Yeah, it's about, you know, three to four hours. He said, Are you going down? I said, I hadn't planned on it, but if you're going to be down there, sure, I'll come down and hang out. So I went down there and um, was hanging out with Lance and um, I got to talking to him, you know, and, you know, I was sitting there talking about just the magazine and how he got started. And, you know, I was like, Man, it's so, so cool what you guys do. Like, I really admire it. And, you know, how could I get involved in something like that? Like, you know, it'd be like a dream. And he's like, well, you should get yourself a, a decent camera and, you know, take a photography course. And, you know, what I mean, um, you know, we'll see what you can do. You know what I mean? We'll, you start sending stuff in and we'll see what it looks like. So, and, you know, I'm a, he's got a mini trucking shirt on. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm still young at the time. And I'm just like, man, like, well, how do I get me one of those shirts? And he's, he pulled the shirt off his back and, and gave me that shirt. Like, I, you know what I mean? It, it wow. couldn't have been just a cooler thing to do. And Lance was, Lance was so awesome too, man, that he, you know, he was just a man always, always treated me very well. So, so to, to get into how I got involved into the magazine. So, you know what I mean? Like he told me to do that. So I picked up a camera and I was practicing and it it took a course and stuff like that. And um, this was right about the time that Courtney had left mini trucking to go to street trucks. Like Courtney came out, stayed at my house or my parents' house actually, you know what I mean? I was (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so he stayed at my parents' house and, um, you know, he came out to cover our show at the end of summer bash. And, uh, you know, so, you know, when he went back and, you know, I guess several months later, you know what I mean? It was going to run in the magazine and, you know, he had left for street trucks. So, you mm-hmm. know, Lance hit me up and say, Hey dude, you know, I don't have the information for your show. You know what I mean? He said, I got photos. He said, but I don't have the information. He said, so, you know, I don't feel I could write it and, and do anything with it because I don't have any information. So if you can write it up for me, you know what I mean? That'd be great. So that was the, that was the first thing that I actually submitted was just writing our show, just a write up for it. You know what I mean? And then, um, a couple months later, Chris Schmidt, you know what I mean? Hit me up cause I would see him around and Courtney around and Lance around. I would see all those guys at the shows all the time. And Chris was freelancing for mini trucking and street trucks and you know, he was doing all that stuff as well. So You know, Chris called me up and said, Hey, are you uh, going to Garden State Nats, which is a show in New Jersey? And I said, Yeah. He said, I was supposed to cover it for mini trucking. And, you know, he said, I can't make it. He said, Are you able to go up there and do it? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Oh my God, are you serious? Like, he's like, Yeah. Like, just go up and, you know, take some pictures, you know what I mean? Take detail shots and blah, blah, blah. Gave me a lot of tips and pointers. And uh, I went up, and that was the first show I covered for mini trucking. And, uh, you know, I mean, the rest is history. I got, you know, that was probably ninety nine. Was the first show, the first show coverage and stuff that I actually did the photos and write up on. I was doing stuff all the way up until you know it, it ended.
1: I know. And what's crazy is you know on episode seventy five, just a few episodes ago, we had the homie Mike Finnegan. And when you think of the handful of guys, and you think of Courtney, and then Mike, of course, mentioned Mike Self. Which you know, you know he he's he's been around. Uh, you had Mike Shartsis, you know, you, you had Brian McCormick, uh, Steve Steelwell. You know, you had those like core group of guys, and it's amazing to me how far the web stretches on from east to west coast. You know, all of these different friendships were made, or you know, people that became contributors or freelancers and things like that. We had Brandon Burrell on recently. You know, he told some of the older stories, so I think it's really cool that we can highlight. Someone like yourself, Phil, that you know really had an awesome connection, excuse me with like Courtney and some of the guys back in the day, dude, because everybody Courtney was one of those beloved guys man
3: courtney is he he's definitely one of the uh, one of the most amazing people I've ever met. I had a lot of fun with him and, and and you know going shows from from you know the east to the west, you know, we used to go out to Texas heat wave every year and you know I mean he'd come out to North Carolina and Carlisle all truck nats and like I would see him everywhere so You know, it was always a friendly face, um, always a very humble guy. You know, I mean, he—he was definitely somebody that everybody would put on a pedestal, but he was definitely on the ground level with everybody. And um, you know, the world lost an amazing person when they when when he passed. um, You know,
1: yeah, it's amazing how he transcends even different because you know he was shooting for a motorcycle magazine for a while. He always had his hands in mini trucks, uh, lifted trucks, full size trucks, and. You, you could go anywhere. You can go to any clique, any a group of people. And, and, you know, if Courtney's name's brought up, man, I mean, he literally was beloved by everyone. And I think that's that's what really kind of leaves a mark when someone like that, you know, leaves the Earth. They, It's kind of like everybody can look and say, dude, man, that guy really moved, you know, people. And people got behind him. You know, they believed in him. And I think that that's good stuff.
3: He brought people together, man. You know, and you bring up, um, you know, Mike Sennigan. Mike Sennigan, I remember – you know, when he was in New York and burnt taco, when it was, you know, um, you know, dark green and, and, you know, getting getting it all done. And I remember when he first got it done, um, when it was baby blue, you know, or Porsche Vieira blue, I believe the color was. But, I got, you know, I remember Mike moved out west. Like, Mike was a super cool guy. Um, you know, I got to hang out with him quite, quite a bit when I met him out here um, on the East Coast. And as he made his trek out west, you know, it was cool. Like, we... Hooked up down at Mini Nats in Pigeon Forge. I don't want to say it was probably 2000 when he was making his trek out west, mm-hmm. and then um, you know we hooked up with him again out at, at Texas Heat Wave. So it was, it was cool. Was he was making um, his his trek out west? You know, he had a bunch of guys from you know low rollers. You know, here on the East Coast. You know, meeting up with him at, at different shows. So it was it was pretty rad. But Mike is another guy that it was. He's just an awesome person. I, I mean, everybody, Lance is awesome. You know, you bring, you bring up Brandon Burrell, Brandon's great. Like everybody you're naming. I mean, they're just really, you know, just awesome people. You know what I mean? And going to the magazine, you know, um, like Alexander was awesome. Ernie was awesome. I mean, everybody that was involved, it's it's really a shame that we don't have the magazine anymore, but, um, you know, it, it, it's, you know, there's, there's still stuff out there. You know we I mean? You still got street trucks and, you know, all time low um, magazine. All time low magazine. You know what I mean? Like you know, it, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, for so, sure. But, so
1: tell us a little bit about how the the photo shoot slash cover came down for your Ranger because I mean it's an epic truck, bro. Yeah.
3: So well, thank you for for that. Um, so we know when my first when my truck first got done, you know what I mean? Um, you know they hit me up like, hey, we need you to shoot your truck, and I absolutely um, refused to shoot my own truck, but, you know, though, though I contributed to the magazine, like I didn't feel, you know what I mean? That I should shoot my own truck. I just thought it was, it was wrong to do, you know what I mean? So, um, actually the, the truck that is on the cover with me is, um, uh, my buddy, Tommy Pearson from negative camber, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I said that, you know, I shot his truck. So, you know I mean? I shot his truck for the, you know, I didn't do the cover shot obviously cause we were driving, wow. but I shot his feature, um, but you know when it uh, came to my feature, um, uh, Henry uh, the Kuiper was the guy that that did it. So I hadn't met him before then, but you know he he came he was up in New York and he came down, um, you know, to to do the shoot. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, he he didn't understand. He's like, "What do you mean you want to shoot your own truck?" And I was just like, "I didn't want to shoot my own." And he was like, "Well, do you want me to shoot that other one at the, you know Tommy's?" And I was like. No, I was I was going to shoot Tommies, you know what I mean. So it's pretty cool to to do that, you know. what I mean, it would have been awesome to to do the cover shot, but you know, obviously, you couldn't do it with with driving it. But
1: well, I tell you, it came out good. It's it's so you got to remind me because the magazine. I want to say the last issue was it cause Mine was, gosh, mine was in 2013, and then I think 2014, it was like the February or March was the very last issue. So you got in within the last like, couple years as well, and I'm glad you did because the truck, your truck really deserved that recognition. Yeah, th-
3: well, thank you for that. May 2014 was the, uh, the final issue.
1: I okay, actually have it in my hand right now. Oh, nice. Okay, hey. yeah, and it has a Ranger on it, right? Hey. The, the black and blue one?
3: no no, it was uh it was a yellow s10 Ah, okay um,
1: the s10s brought it down see i'm trying to blame the ford guys <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah yeah i'm trying to blame the fords man it was, it was an s10 i can't remember <laughs> um it's beautiful truck but uh it was on the job training It's the the name of a Dan, daniel hernan looks like from indiana uh, beautiful truck but yeah it's unfortunate that, that we no longer have the mag that's for sure
1: yeah definitely man and one of the uh, the funny things is in the old Clerks movie, I was looking at Kevin Smith's Instagram today, and he had a heart attack. I think it was earlier this year. He, uh, you know, he's, he's 48, I think it's his birthday. And he went back and he was leaning on the wall where they filmed Clerks. And he said, you know, how many years ago that that movie changed his life. And, you know, he obviously had the heart attack earlier this year, but in that movie, and I need to save the clip, there's the famous clip where someone... Uh, they fling the door open really quick, and they ask the clerk, uh, "Do you have a hubcap for a '77 Pinto or something?" And then he goes, "Ooh, Mini truck and Magazine." <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah. uh, and I I love the movie, but I remember in the back of Mini truck, and they used to have like or maybe no it was maybe the towards the front they would have little, uh, you know these this is what we're listening to like the CD or tape uh and then right. they would have like little just little things and they they had that one time you know they they had that little call out in there, and I was like oh snap Clerks, i love that movie and i put two yeah, and two together cool. and i always remember that <laughs>
3: yeah yeah there was definitely a reference to mini truck in that magazine yeah so, man for but yeah sure. i i definitely i made my first uh my first debut in in mini truck magazine in Mini Laughter. you know what i mean so and then you know those guys just constantly put my face in there doing something stupid or whatever you know what i mean that shows for the you know past 25 years.
1: (laughs) Well, when I met you at Showfest 2012 and I turned around and I was like, you know, kind of the same feeling you thought when you met Courtney, I was like, dude, I felt like I knew you. You had your camera there. We're standing by my S10. And, you know, you gave me a lot of love and just kind of said, dude, this is a cool truck. And we talked and it, it was so cool to actually meet you because all these years, you know, the beloved magazine and stuff, but you were, like what I call like a reoccurring guest, right? In the magazine, you know, we always knew that Phil would be there, and and that you know you had that crazy smile. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I well, I mean, you know, looking at your truck, I mean, Bata Beng was amazing to say the least, you know. But um, yeah, it was definitely definitely awesome to meet you. We we stood there and talked for quite some time. Yeah, um, that weekend, times,
1: man, for sure. You know,
3: well, speak- Samstown, man, Samstown was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was, dude. And and we. We, I remember going to Showfest so many years. I know you've been to probably way more shows than I have, because especially being where you're at, I mean, you can kind of go three, four hours. I mean, I know you had to travel a lot too, but I tell you, Showfest was one of those shows that we just always enjoyed going to, you know?
3: Yeah, and when it was in Greenville, it was incredible until it went crazy. And, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, the uh, when I went to Sam's Town, it was great, you know what I mean? I, you know, I, I definitely missed that show. It was, it was good times, but... I would have to say, you know, if I was going to go for my all-time favorite shows, I would go to Pigeon Forge Nats, man.
1: I know. In the um, heyday, I've oh heard so God. many good stories. Like, and, you know,
3: insane. Just insane.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of shows, I mean, I can't not talk about this. I guess that's a double negative. But your club, Low Rollers, you guys put on End of Summer Bash. You, you mentioned it earlier for many years. Tell us a little bit about the show and then why you decided to end that tradition.
3: So, um, we started the show back in, uh, 97, um, was our first year. We, we did the show for 20 years. So two decades was a long time, but it was uh, an incredible journey to say the least. Um, so we started the show because, you know, we're, we're a bunch of mini truckers and, you know, a lot of the shows that we're going to, you know, we're just, um, you know, hot rock guys or, you know, muscle car guys and, you know, we're pulling in or like, what is that? And we're like, (laughs) you know, like nobody even knew what we're doing, you know, and, and, and maybe, I guess when we were younger and, and, you know, getting into it and stuff like that and and cruising around, like maybe you might've cared about trophies a little bit, but you know, as you got older and you know, you realize that it was definitely not about the trophies and about the, about the, about the journeys, man. It was about the friendships and the, the stuff like that. So we wanted to do a show like for us, by us, you know what I mean? So, you know, we, we decided to throw this end of summer bash. Um, and we did our first show in Kennett square, Pennsylvania, and it went really well. Um, we actually did it with another, uh, another group. Uh, there, it was a little club here in Delaware called Ninja street machine. So like they approached us and say, Hey, you guys want to do this? So we're like, yeah, well, you know, we'll do that. So, uh, we, we did it with them and then we did, decided to, to go our own route because, you know, I mean, there were some, some discrepancies on some things and, you know, some people had some feelings about this and that. So we're like, you know what, we'll just do our own thing. And we moved it to the Salem County fairgrounds in uh, Woodstown, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it just it became a staple for the uh, Northeast for sure. Like, um, especially when you look back at the you know the early 2000s. You know what I mean? Like our you know, and for a show out here, you know, we're getting 600 entries. That was a that was a big show. Wow, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, but you know, like we had our show was everything, but I, I you know, would honestly say that it was it was almost an unofficial all truck show because you know, the mini truckers carried us from day one. Um, you know, there was a lot of people. I mean, there was people that were there all 20 years throughout and um, you know, we, we definitely had our peaks and valleys, you know, you had your good years and bad years and you had um, you know, weather related stuff, you know, you, you, you can't control mother nature. So um, you know, it just, it, it got to be, it got to be a lot um, and you never know what was going to happen, you know, with the weather and who's going to show up, which, You could always count on the mini truckers, man. Like, you know, hands down rain or shine. Those dudes were there. And, um, I guess probably about 15 years, you know what I mean? You know, you know, guys are getting older, you know, we all have families, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, you know, it it was kind of, you know, not everybody's you know, putting the effort in and -hmm. stuff like that. So it was like, we kind of set a milestone. We're like, let's, let's, let's try to hit 20. So if we hit, if we hit 20 years, you know, we'll end the show on a good note. And, um, you know, we did, we, you know, our 20th year had to be the ultimate, um, show for, for us. It, it, we had, I want to say it was just over 450 entries, mm-hmm. um, which was sizable. And I seen people that I hadn't seen in 15 years there. Um, like people just came out to, to bid the show a farewell. And, you know, it was really a, a staple out here for the, uh, for the Northeast. So, um, that was, that was a, that was a huge deal. Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was emotional. I mean, I, I honestly, I spent half my life doing that show for, right. so it was like, it was like saying something, saying bye to something that, that truly meant a lot to me. And I, I still struggle with it. Like I, I miss doing the show, but I know that, you know, my life's really busy and, you know, um, you know, the, the guys in my club, you know I mean? A lot of those guys, you know, got young families and, you, you know, they're not, you know, they're not doing the, the shows and the trucks and stuff as much right now because mm-hmm. I mean, you got to do life first, life, it come first. I'll never knock anybody for for doing that. So you know, it just it, it came to you know it was it was time to say goodbye, and we wanted to end it on a good note. And man, it was it couldn't have been any better. Like you know, these guys made made gifts for you know for the for us you know for the show you know mm-hmm. custom made coolers you know tailgate skins that were all you know painted up and everybody signed it. I had everybody sign this banner, and it, it was really a family. Like it was it, it was so, so cool, man. It was uh, like. Wow. Yeah. And I miss it. I miss it every day. And it's funny, like, you know, we're coming up on, you know, the second year um, that we haven't done it. And uh, every, every time I go to a show, everybody's like, when are you bringing a show back? When are you bringing a show back? So <laughs> it's, it, it's really cool that, you know, we affected people that much um, that, and, you know, it meant that much to people. And, you know, there was kids that showed up there in car seats that, mm-hmm. you know, by the end. They were driving their own rides in there. So that Crazy. was that was
1: awesome. Yeah, that it, so, that puts it in perspective. It really does fail when when you do something or you create something or build something that, you know, transcends and, and so many people enjoy it. It is tough to sometimes I'll say walk away, but I commend you and other people. There's some people they just can't hang up something, right? And I'm not saying it was you know it was time to hang it up, but you know there's whether it be a football player or an actor or you know a hip hop artist you know there's sometimes that you just gotta you know cut away and and you know do things that are more important and and it takes a big person to be able to do that and sometimes say, you know I got three kids or I'm busy or I got my career and stuff, and I don't think you know as many people can do that and and I commend you guys for you know hey hitting your mark and then moving
2: on
3: yeah well, see and the thing is i like I didn't want the show to fizzle out to be like. Oh well, you know, I guess it's done, you know. I mean, I wanted to end on a good note and I mean, just the tribute that everybody paid to it, like it's was, it was just incredible. And I, I miss it every day and there's there's a there's a um a club up here uh, called Diverse Rides and you know, those guys, this guy Shannon uh, from that club hit me up like after our show and was like, "Hey, look, I I really want to do a show, you know what I mean, um and I would like to do it on that weekend." And it was like a respect thing. He was like, "Would you care?" You know, if we kind of try to fill the void with, you know, the weekend on our show. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was just like, yeah, man, that's awesome. So, you know, I I talked with him and his guys quite a bit, you know, I mean, gave him some advice on some things and, you know, um, shared ideas and and, uh, these guys did the show and, you know, it was their first year last year. They do it at Eastwood, Um, you know, they make, you know, tools and and equipment and powder coat and stuff for, you know, cars and stuff. Yes, yes. So they do their show at Eastwood. And, um, which is actually coming up. This show is coming up. I I don't know the exact date, but you know, it's, it's the third weekend in August. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be coming up soon. But, uh, after their show last year, like, you know, I was probably an hour and a half away from where, you know, we did the end of summer bash. Well, I left their show and I drove, you know, half an hour out of my way just to drive over to our show field. And, um, like I parked my truck on the hill where low rollers was always parked and I just took a picture and and really just sat there and tried to take it in. And I get, get bummed out. I I truly do. Um, I miss it. You know what I mean? You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress and, you know, a lot of worry, but um, it was, it was just cool being part and uh, feeling like you you made a difference for the scene and you you made a difference for, for the people that truly look forward to it. You know what I mean? Every year. And I miss it. And I I assure people, everybody that asked me, I assure you that at some point I will do something again. And I hope that, Um, it would meet up to everybody's expectations, but it's going to be something when I have the time in my life and, um, the support from, you know, my guys that have, uh, are able to, to get in and put some effort in. And, uh, you know, because I don't want to go in something, you know, half-assed, I want to go in something, you know, that that's going to, you know, impress and, and going to be something, you know, that people talk about, you know,
1: yeah, we we know that it will be, man, because you, you you put the time in. You've got your resume stacked there with plenty of you know 20-plus years of doing yeah, this yeah, and doing I mean, the shows and stuff.
3: I love the scene, man. I, I truly do. I love the people. You know what I mean? There's there's nothing that I could think that I would rather do. Um, you know, my, my wife always talks about it. She's like, you know, it's just crazy. Like, you know, she asked me before, like, is, you know, are you ever going to stop doing this? But, you know, she admires – um and you know, it she, she she complains a little bit you know when i you know run a lot of shows here and there but um you know she she thinks it's so cool that i'm i'm so dedicated to it and uh how much it means to me and just the people like i i can't imagine anything else that i would have done that you know i mean i've traveled from here to california i have friends you know all over the world because of these stupid little trucks like <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean you think about it, like the trucks are what bring us together but the the shows and the just the relationships that you um that you get and, and create and friendships and the bonds that you have with these people that you would have never seen or, or known of, or, or, you know, um, just mini trucking as, as a, as a whole is just, it's, it's incredible. You know what it I mean? Is, it, it's, it's really cool.
1: It is a way you of know, life, dude. And it yeah. is,
3: man, like, you know, you got people that, you know, would have never picked up a welder or never picked up tools or never did anything. And, uh, you know, because, you know, oh I got a truck and Hey, I can't afford to pay a shop. You know to build this and you know me and my buddies are going to get in the garage and, and do this i mean that's what we all did back in the day you know every weekend you know we're all in the garages working on everybody's trucks and you know what i mean and it was cool because you know back then it was like you're you're trying to be the first or you know oh i seen this mod at the show i'm going to do this to my truck so you'd rush home from the show and try to have it done to your truck on the next weekend and you know it was just awesome and it you know
1: it it was awesome, and you know. it, it, it an, i think you said it behind a lot of us especially like with you and your situation you know your wife supports what you do we've we've mentioned that many times over this a uh, podcast you know it takes that it takes a lot of dedication so many of us if you if you think back i used to do this i used to when we had to submit our vacation time like october or November the year before we would literally go on street source or we had the dates written down from mini truck and magazine. Yeah. And we were like, yep. okay, take Friday and Monday off, you know? And we, we took so many of our vacation days just to go to shows because that was like the thing, you know, we're going to see so-and-so hang out, drink some yep. brews, you know, get a little crazy, yep. you know?
3: And people, people don't understand it. They're like, you know, if they're, if they're not into it or just, they, they they've never done anything like this. And people ask me all the time, you know, especially without like going to show fest, you know, which is an 18 hour trip one way for us. So it was like, yeah, you know, people are like, oh, what are you doing? So, well, we're leaving Friday morning to drive <laughs> yeah. to Mississippi and we're going to hang out at the show and hang out in the parking lot until, you know, three, four five in the morning and, you know, cruise around and check out trucks. And then Sunday we'll get up and we'll start driving home. And then people are like, what? <laughs> like, you're going to drive nearly 40 hours round trip just to hang out in the parking lot with people? I'm like, you don't understand. Like, this is, like, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's what we do. You know what I mean it's it's dumb like you know what I, mean? I spend more time <laughs> driving than I do at the shows but I've figured like, that I, out too
1: before man I did the same thing and when we would go to showfast it was, like, 14 hours, and I think we'd gain an hour. So it was, like, you know, I don't know if it was 15 hours or 13. One. Right. Either way, and, the long is true. <laughs> yeah, in May, the love bugs sucked every year, especially in Florida and yeah. the south. And then, two, we'd get to the damn cornfields, and we're like, we got to almost be there. It was, like, cornfields for miles. I'm like, dude, we yeah. went the wrong way or something.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, But, I mean, you know, I like, doing all these long trips, like, I didn't drive to a Texas sh- show until I did LST – Um, 2017, you know, we drove the trucks out, well, I trailered the truck out, uh, uh, with, 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 you know, friends, but, um, you know, like we used to drive to Indy Truck Bash, Mini Nats, like, I mean, you know, everywhere, like, you know, I I went everywhere, you know, and I still go everywhere. People, you know, people, some people come at me, they go, man, that's awesome that you're still that dedicated and still putting in the miles and still doing what you do. But I, I, you know, I couldn't do it without the the supporting wife and and family that I have. And, you know, my club guys and, and all my friends from the other clubs and stuff like you know, I'm down to ride. So if you want to go to a show, let's let's ride. I'm 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 rolling out. So I'm I'm always down. I love it. It's a sickness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is a sickness and speaking of that, the Homie Cliff Summers, you know, he wants to know this is on our Facebook uh, Airhead Nation group. You know, who's your favorite east coast mini member oh man my
3: favorite east coast mini guy i mean it's it's gotta be it's gotta be my buddy cliff man yeah you know, cliff, man. that's cliff, good. my boy man cliff me and cliff we 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 clocked a lot of miles especially the past two years together um you know east coast minis is a solid group man just a, just a solid group of dudes um you know i love those guys you know i mean I, every everybody i mean I, you know i can't i can't think anybody out there any club or whatever that i don't like like there's they're solid people in every group, man. It's cool. But yeah, Cliff, Cliff you know, aka Snake, because of the snake <laughs> on the hood, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's funny. Like, when uh, he first got his truck painted, you know what I mean, the Colorado, I was just like, man, what's up with that snake on the hood? And like, I was just like, man, I don't like it. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I don't know, you know what I mean? He said, I was not what I wanted, but, you know, it's kind of growing on me. And it's funny because like, it became like, it's like, a, a you know, something that I was always commenting on. So I'd always call him Snake Pliskin from <laughs> Escape from New York, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, so if, if it's going to be my favorite East Coast Mini guy, it's got to be my, my homie Cliff. You know what I mean? He's solid dude. You know, that's my buddy. But uh, everybody, I love all those dudes. I love all those dudes, man, for real. But, you know, yeah, Cliff, Cliff's, Cliff's my homie.
1: So let me so. ask you this. Speaking of Cliff, you guys, you know, you said a minute ago you're down to ride. You drove down with the homie Cliff all the way from the northeast all the way to Slam Fast, dude. Why Damn, you- man, that was – yeah. Why do you feel like it's important to make the track? You know, did you do it just because, you know, you had met Mike and Mike goes, Hey man, you got to come down. But like, what, what, what makes you, you know, we just hit on it, but make, what made you want to drive? That's a long ass way, dude. Yeah. I
3: mean, it's, it, you look, if you drive, if you drive 24 hours one way to Texas, like that's not a long drive. I think it's like 16, 17 hours yep. down there to Tampa. The like I was like, man, that's, that's not bad. But, um, like what, I, I don't know. I've always, Slamfest was just, it, it was a name. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it was a show that I always wanted to go to and, um, uh, you know, I got to talking to Mike and, you know, I was like, I really want to go down to the show. You know, it was it was a 25 year. Or it was it 30 year. Yeah, what, I, think last the year I think
1: last year was 26, I think.
3: Yeah. So, but I think like, I really wanted to go. So I was just like, man, I got, I got to make the trip down. So, you know, we committed to go and, you know, got to go down and, um, you know check out the show I loved it I had a great time it was amazing got to hook up with you you, you just lost your father you know unfortunately I mean it's terrible loss um you know so you know, I, I spoke to you you know, briefly here and there but you know got to see Bada Bing again you know just being down there at the palm trees like it was it was incredible you know we you know camber guys down there Mike Barshad you know what I mean uh you know he invited us out we went out to his house you know what I mean I finally got to see his dually frame in, in, in person wow you know what i mean just amazing mm-hmm. you know um just a amazing amazing guy like he you know it was awesome that you know he invited us in mike mike's a super cool dude one of my homies you know what i mean for sure but um you know it was, it was so cool you know it just made the trip you know what i mean it was just a, a solid experience all the way you know going over there and checking that out and hanging out with everybody um slam fest is a, it's a solid show man so if you you guys get the opportunity check it out you know it's you know it was worth the trip for me i'm definitely going to make the trip again that's for sure
1: hells yeah one of my highlights you know i was i was in the vicinity i think on that friday um you know, dropping some stuff off and i almost broke my neck because there's the big major intersection right over by the fairgrounds and i i go holy shit there's there's my homie Phil right there, man, from the Northeast. And you had that thing just laid out at a stoplight. And uh, yes. I, I snagged a photo real quick, you know, on the iPhone. And, and it was cool, man, because I mean, you're a dude from Delaware and you got your truck down here and you're cruising. It was nice weather. Of course, you know, that's really why you came down, but uh, all jokes aside, it was cool to see it, man. I mean, you roll, you like you said, you're born to ride, man.
3: I love driving my truck. Like, I'll, I'll drive it to most places. I, I I try not to trailer, but like if it's more than like an eight-hour trip, like you know, what I mean, I don't have a spare. I can't put stuff in my bed. You know what I mean? So it's like sure at some point I got to decide, you know, maybe I'm going to put it on a trailer for this trip. So, you know, we trailered it down there, but like I drive the wheels off my truck and, you know, like most people will see from the the pictures and the videos and stuff that are posted. Like I skate that thing everywhere. You know what oh, I mean? I'm riding I you do. <laughs> just pinned to the ground, man. You know, as, as my boy Posey always says, he's pinned, pinned. you know what I mean? When he comes that's to my truck, one. but yeah, yeah I, I love, I love my truck. Like it's, it's my happy place. And I, I'll even post that up sometimes. Like when, you know I'm cruising. I'll do a little my my very few selfies that I take. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> what I mean. But it it truly is like I, I I get in my truck and I'm just riding and you know just listening to my jams. You know whatever you know whether it's you know my punk rock and hardcore. You know what I mean or just just whatever's on and just I'm I, I, it just escapes me. You know what I mean? Just just it's just awesome times. Happy place, man. It's my happy place.
1: Hell's to the yeah, brother. Well, I've got a few last questions for you. Uh, but first, before we get to those, Morgan asked. You know, she posted a very cool photo. I think it looks from it looks like it's from LST. I think she was trying to nudge you a little bit there and go, "Hey, what's your favorite photo ever of your truck?" But damn, Morgan I mean, Hernandez, she really killed it with that one, didn't she?
3: Yeah, Morgan got a killer shot, and I was honored that they actually used it in one of the little, um, you know, via ads on the on their the Facebook page. So I was really honored to to have that. Um, yeah, it was definitely a killer shot. I. I appreciate every picture that everybody sends me for sure, man. Like, you know, I I I love my truck. I really do. I'm not, you know, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, I like it. <laughs> it's cool.
1: Yeah, so, dude. But that's
3: you. a that's a solid photo that that Morgan did. So thank her for that.
1: Well, and you you've kept it all these years. You know, a lot of guys go back and they go, I wish I wouldn't have sold my first ride. I wish I wouldn't have sold my mini truck back from, you know, 2000. You know, we just heard from the homie, Kerry Buehly, on episode 77. He sold his truck in 2000. It's 2018. Buley's body works. Yeah, boom. Buehly's body works. He gets it back. But, like, you you hinted in the beginning, you still have the other Ranger, plus you have your famous – this other famous Ranger. I mean, that's pretty kick-ass, dude.
3: No, no. I, I don't have the original one. I, I oh, sold it. Okay. I mean, I sold it off, So. Yeah, so I, I have my the Ranger that I have now. It's the only only Ranger I I, I currently have. Well, that's um, all you I need because
1: wanna... I was going to say if the other one's sitting and it's been sitting for twenty years, I was like, I don't know how good a condition it may have been in. No,
3: no, no. It was it was definitely um, been been run hard, so um, it was beat up from the feet up. But
1: uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Um,
3: yeah, so you know, what I mean, yeah, I love my truck. I want to build um, something else. And, you know, people always like, Oh man, are you going to build something old or build a hot rod or build a muscle car or this or that? Like, I love mini trucks. You know what I mean? I just, I love them. Like I, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, full size would be cool, but I really just enjoy driving a mini. You know what I mean? I, my, my next build, I, I do want to build an old truck. I want to build a 53 to 56 F100, but my, my, my next build for, you know, especially a mini truck I, and it's going to be a space cab Azuzu. Like, I've loved those trucks since I've seen Radar's truck, you know what I mean, uh, in in person in the Texas heat wave, or actually I seen it first in uh, mini nets, but uh, like just, I, I, I used to hate, I hated that back window, but now like it does it for me. I'm just like, it's just, I mean, well, I mean, since, since I've seen his truck in person, like it made me fall in love with this truck. So I am I'm constantly tagged and stuff um, on on uh, Facebook for Spacecaps for sale. Like everybody knows, I'm kind of searching <laughs> for one. Itching one, yeah, um,
1: itching. Yes, yeah. I, I
3: definitely got the itch. So you know, I've I've missed a couple. You know, what I mean, here and there um, that I, I definitely would have jumped on, but um, I haven't had the, the right. Right now, it's not the right time for me to get something. So I do appreciate everybody tagging me and stuff. But you know, it might be you know, it might be a little bit. You know, what I mean, just life's so busy and you know doing some other things. You know, so I don't really have the money to dump in to buy another truck, um, especially builder right now. So, um, know, yeah, I, but I will, I will build a space gap, but I'll, I'll always be in a mini truck. I don't think I'll ever sell my Ranger. You know what I mean? You know, people always ask me like, well, what'd you sell it for? Well, I mean, it's not, I don't know. It's, it's a 92 Ranger. Like what's it worth? You know what I right, mean?
1: Right. Right. You
3: know, like, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's worth a ton to me because I enjoy it. I, you know, I, I, I just, I don't think I could sell it. Like if somebody came up with stupid money, you know what I mean? I guess I would be, I guess, have to sell it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, you can't piss up a, a, a killer opportunity. But, you know, I don't think it's worth stupid money. I, just, you know I mean, it's it's worth it's worth the world to me. You know what yeah, I mean? It, I, I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, it is. So, and that's what, you know, we've seen trucks sell for a lot. And people are like, oh, I can't believe someone would pay that much. And then, you know, you see a truck say, oh, man, these trucks are worth way more. So it's, yeah, it, dude, it's, yeah, it's just, it just, it depends what someone's willing to pay. We saw, Square body syndicate C ten, right? right? Amazing truck. When I think he was on C ten Talk, you know, he mentioned like everything he builds is kind of rattle can frame and super clean and, and super badass truck. Sells so for 106 grand. You know, some people would be like, wait, what? But you know, it has the GM Design Award, it has that prestige, that type of thing. Famous, famous truck. So it yeah. really depends. There's a lot of mini trucks floating out there. You know, when you go to a modified site, uh, there's a lot yeah. of, you know, x builds and stuff. So it depends, man. If everything lines up, you can sometimes get a pretty penny. But, you know, you drive <laughs> your truck and you enjoy it. So I, I could see why you wouldn't want to.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's an ask for every seat. Like, and I, I hate that, like, you know, people, you know, if somebody puts a price tag on their truck and everybody's like, oh, sick, that guy's crazy. It's just an F-10 or it's just this. It's just that. Everybody's truck is just something. You know what I mean? So, you know, if, if somebody wants that truck bad enough, you know what I mean? And this is what the guys want. Like, why well, hate on it? Everybody talks so much trash. It, it makes me nuts. But And, and you know, we're our own worst enemies. And, you know, you, you see a lot of killer trucks go for like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine thousand. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God, like I know that guy probably had 40, 50 grand into that truck mm-hmm. and he took a total bath. So but, you know, as a scene, you know, we, we kind of deplete the value ourselves and like, oh, well, I could build it for that. We well, no, nah, you could you could build it for 40 or 50 grand unless you're <laughs> doing all, everything yourself. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it's, it's just a shame. Like, you know, I mean, look at at Last Look when it was just on, uh, what was that, that show? The TV um, show, yeah. What's Yeah, when it just was just on, like I said, 100000 you know what I mean? Everybody's minds are like, oh, my God, that's dumb. Like, I would never pay that. Well, yeah, you would never pay that, but you know what? It's worth that to somebody, or maybe not. Maybe it's just an astronomical number, and, and maybe it's not a reality, but why knock it? Like, that's incredible. If, if somebody would give that guy hundred grand for that truck, and, and, awesome. Do it. You know what, yeah. what I mean? That's, that's, that's great. Yeah, like quit, it, quit knocking down the value of of stuff that you know. What I mean, some people put their heart and soul and their you know what I mean their you know, all the money they had into these trucks and, and to turn around. I mean, it's a, building a mini truck is a terrible financial investment because you, there's no return on. Them. But in reality, like if somebody were to try to build these trucks, like you can't touch them for nowhere near what you could buy them for. You, you can't you can't build them for nowhere near what you can buy them for. So,
1: not, to the uh, yeah man and there's a guy in florida that builds lincolns and he sells them and earlier today one popped up and you know he's asking 120 grand now no normal person's going to buy that you know it's it, it's harder it's hard to find a convertible you know that's in good condition and then you're going to you know you're going to cut it up you're going to lay it out and stuff but you know when there's when there's football players and basketball players and sports figures and they're making you know, fifty million dollar contracts, and granted, I know they're paying a lot in taxes and all that stuff. But you know, when when you're when you're making ten or twenty million dollars and, and that type of thing a year, I mean, to go yeah. and spend forty grand or sixty grand or a hundred grand on a car, it's like it's like fucking you know a night out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it, it is a little oh. crazy. But uh, what I did want to do is kind of just wind down with a few what what I'll say kind of shorter questions. You know, in my mind at least, where do you see the mini trucking culture slash you know lifestyle in fifty you know fifteen to twenty years, Phil. I
3: mean, I mean, you know, it sucks that they're no longer building mini trucks um, as far as you know producing them. So you know what I mean. Everything's going to get older and harder to find, and you know, essentially more valuable. Um, but I, I would imagine that you know, I mean, like, people are still going to be building stuff. You know, like if you would have asked me back in 93, if, you know, in 2018, do you think people are still going to be building these? Well, I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> right. But, like, you look at the way stuff was built back then versus the way stuff's built now, and it's mind-blowing. I mean, you know, many trucks have changed the game on the way a lot of stuff is built. You know, I mean, air ride suspension. Like, you know, that was that was started in our scene. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much that we've brought to the table, and, you know, you get a lot of street rod guys, they'll see stuff, and they're like, oh, man. Like, you know, they, they don't really know the work that goes in and then they see like a guy did a full chassis build. And, you know, I mean, that's like that's it's not like you just cut springs out of a car like which, you know, some people are like, oh, what'd you do? Just take the springs out. It's Like, no, like, <laughs> you, know, you know, like there's a lot to it. So, I mean, who knows what what we'll be doing um, in the next 20 years. But I definitely think that there will still be a scene. Um, I feel like um, there's uh, a rise back in coming back um, in, you know, mini trucks for p- people building them. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of old school guys that, you know, probably disappeared for 10 years um, that are coming back. And it's really cool to see the old faces and reconnect. And, you know, a lot of people are like, man, when did you start building again? And I'm like, I never left. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Like, we're like, like we're, oh, my God. Like, we're the been couple around crazy that long? ones like, yeah.
1: that stayed around yeah, all like, the years. <laughs> die hard, man, die hard. Yeah, like Bruce Willis, man. Okay, yeah. so... <laughs> so <laughs> The, uh, the next one I got for you is, and this is a good one. This is what I love social media for the homie, Chris, uh, I think you say it Wegman W E G M A N man, yeah, Wegman, Wegman. He, uh, said, Hey, uh, don't forget to ask him about the skateboards and the good old days. And maybe some of the, do you still have any of that old stuff or, you know, yeah, what dude, can you tell us I about have... the skateboarding days?
3: I, I love skateboarding. I love skateboarding today as much as I did when I was eight, ten years old. You know what I mean? I, I, I was still skating, um, a few years ago and I racked my knee and I haven't been on a board in a while. I still snowboard quite a bit, like all winter long. Like I'll, I'll go as much as I can. Um, yeah, most people are going, yeah, right. Your fat ass snowboards. Yeah. My fat ass snowboards. And, um, you know, um, I, you know, skating, I I really haven't, uh, got to do much of, but, uh, I have a bunch of decks on my walls in my garage. Um, a lot of band boards and I have some old pal stuff. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy. Some of the stuff is, uh, a local skate shop that I used to work at and my, you know, switch and you know, my, my buddy Joey and Tyler owned the shop. Um, you know, they, <clears throat> a bunch of, you know, their, their shop decks I bought because I've known the artists that did the artwork and stuff like that. So I got all them hanging up, but my, 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 boy, Chris Wegman, um, I happened to be in his garage one day and we were looking at his truck and I was just like, I looked up on, and, and hang from the wall. I see a skateboard. I said, what is that? <laughs> he said, what? I said, that and i'm pointing at the skateboard he was like that's my jeff kendall i said why i I see that but what why is it hanging there and he was like um i don't know it's been there for like 20 years and i'm like what are you doing with it yeah you're like like, dude
1: like they can't just sit there
3: (laughs) yeah i was like um you know like what what are you doing with it he was like nothing why you want it and i said i'll buy it from you he's like no he's like do you want it and i was like well Yeah. I said, but, you know, I mean, like they're, they're worth, they're worth money. Like, you know, at least let me pay you something for it. He said, he said, Phil, are you going to sell it? And I said, no. He said, well, then just take it. He said, you appreciate it for for what it is. He said, you know, so, you know, I'd rather you have it and be happy you have it and enjoy it. than you know, like I don't want anything for it. It's just an old skateboard hanging from my garage. So yeah, Chris hooked me up with this, this killer. I want to say it's a 1985 um, graffiti Jeff Kendall um, killer deck. You know what I mean? incredible. So, Um, yeah, he hooked me up with that. So, you know, yeah, I love my skateboards, man. I love to watch kids skating and stuff like
1: that. So it's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Well, I tell you, it's cool. Anytime you can hook a homie up like like that in terms of giving them something, if I've tried, you know, I'm a pack rat, but like if I've got something that I think is someone else would enjoy more, I will, you know, give that item to that person as you know, if they're a close friend. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, The next question I have for you is, do you have any advice for like a young person? So you mentioned earlier that you saw some of the young kids that were in strollers, then boom, they grow up 20 years later at your show and they're out there. But we've seen some younger guys, you know, 25, 30 years old. Maybe they got a, a brother or a sibling or a neighbor that got him into it. Do you have any advice for someone that's kind of looking to get in the scene um, as far as mini trucking?
3: Well, um, yeah, I mean, dive in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I would say get, get in. It's, 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 you know, it's definitely a, a great scene, a great group of people. Um, I got my phone hanging in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So it's probably um, Ron Perkins calling yeah, for a
1: weekend, weekend Sorry. <laughs>
3: yes. Love Ronnie Perkins, man. Hammer Week everywhere is awesome. Killer killer threads. But um my advice would be just jump in and, you know, uh one of the problems I see in the scene that I think that, you know, probably turns people away, um, like people knock everybody's stuff. Like not everybody, but there's definitely some, you know, egos out there and, and guys that, you know, unless you've got, you know, the newest, you know, stuff built and laying out on you know, 28 inch billets and you know what I mean? Like, full you know, paint, full chassis, you know, guys knock it. So if a guy pulls in with a truck and, you know, it might be just bagged on 18s and, you know, not that, not that that's a bad thing, but, you know what I mean? It's not like a finished truck sure. and people knock those guys are like, you didn't got this and you got that man. Ignore those guys. My advice is find a good group of people that you enjoy being around and, you know, um, those guys suck. <laughs> Don't let them influence who you are. Um, you know, build your truck at your pace and how you like it, not how they want it. Um, And and just, just hook up with good people and you'll find, you'll find a family in the scene for sure. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. That's what's up, man. Well, you know, when I look at some of the, the comments out here, the homie, Chris goes, Hey man, make sure he runs for president. You know, we, we know Phil Fowler, we could see your face. You know, one of my favorite movies is back to the future and you had mayor Goldie Wilson, uh, it, you know, I could see you on like a t-shirt, man. Cause you just got that <laughs> smile. You know, you're a man. positive dude in the scene. You've been repping from East to West. You've helped the magazines, as you mentioned, mini truck until the end. Uh, you know, we got nothing but, um, but you know, for love out there for you. And, uh, you know, what's actually another question just came in from Matthew cat, uh, McCutcher or McCutcheon. What uh, what other favorite ranger do you like out there? So you got an epic one. What what's one of your other favorites?
3: Uh, one of my favorites has got um, uh, to be tonia Tony uh, Tony Audia I, 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 Tony. Uh, I mean it's Tony from NC. Um, he's got the blue ranger um, that yes. was uh, yeah. the cut to the doors incomplete. Um, he's from West Virginia. Tony, I've known Tony for years, going back to the shows in the '90s at Carlisle. You know he was when he was with. Um, extreme dreams um but his his ranger is is, is still is incredible you know what i mean it hasn't been out in several years but i'm pretty sure it was featured in street trucks but that is definitely one of my all-time favorite trucks and unless you're a ranger I, like, you would never notice like you know the radius doors and you know the radius bed corners and stuff like that like there was just so much detail in that truck you know jody hall's ranger back in the day yeah. um you know uh you know, Chris Lindsay just built, you know, um, from Aftermath just built this, you know, or redid the, the Ranger that um, I can't remember. You know, I know Ronnie, uh, Ronnie um, had it from Canberra, in Texas, but um, you know, it was it was a you know the truck was built at Wicked Customs. I just can't remember who who owned it, but that was a killer truck. Um, God, I mean, there's just there's so many. You know, and, and I, I got I got CRS. I, I you know I mean I'm getting older now, so sometimes <laughs> exactly like, you know like names just don't come to mind, and I'm like, oh man, what's that guy's name? So I don't want to mess up somebody's name. Or, no, you know, no, but it's they, all good.
1: Let me ask you I love this: all, all the trucks, I'm partial to Rangers for sure. The blue but. one that you mentioned, I I've mentioned this before on past podcast. W- was that one of the ones that? was like you could i mean it was like it tucked the most wheel ever i forget you know it had a smaller wheel yeah. on it but yeah it, was it that had crazy um, yeah and it was in street trucks yep Nietzsche
3: spikes i want to say they are um but yeah yeah it, it tucked an insane amount of wheel um beautiful truck and, and tony's an incredible guy uh travis dennison is another ranger um the extended cab uh of ohio that little shop built oh my okay. god just that truck is incredible Ronnie Wells with his his Green Ranger and he's got he's got another brown one two tone or tritone, I guess. Um you know I mean just be, there's just so many. So many just killer trucks out there. So Hells yeah. You know, well I did wanna
1: s did wanna squeeze this in too that the homie uh Cliff he uh recently sold his green S ten. It's now down here in the, the care of I Hate Phil in Florida. And yeah. I saw on uh I hate Phil, I think on his it was either I don't think it was Snapchat because I don't go on there as much, but it was on his Instagram story. He had posted a video of him driving it, and he made a joke. He's like, "I've driven this truck more in like two days than it's been driven in however many years." I I knew the truck for years, but I didn't realize that Cliff owned it. So I thought that was cool yeah. that that famous truck now resides in Florida.
3: And what's cool is like I, I shot that truck. I've seen that truck come from. You know, just, uh, lowered with, I think it had wire wheels on it. He had, you know, I want to say, um, the Joker or the Riddler or somebody on the, on the tailgate. You know what I mean? Like back in the nineties, you know what I mean? And I've seen that come truck, truck, uh, come along to what it is. And Cliff loved that truck. And I mean, he really took care of it. The problem is like he couldn't get it inspected in Delaware. So he never really got to enjoy it, but, um, you know, so he sold it and he bought it back. And then, you know, he sold it to, uh, Rich Gentner. And, you know, then, you know, he got it back and, and Phil got it, but like it, it's, it's really cool that, that Phil, uh, Gordon is, um, really like he loves that thing. I feel just as much as Cliff did. And it's really cool to see him driving it, enjoying it. And, you know, I mean, the truck's been done for several years, but it, I mean, still mint. like it's, it's just, it's a super cool truck. And the one thing, you know, people either love that truck or hate it. I've always mm-hmm. thought it was incredible and unique you know what i mean but you know i don't know i'm really i'm really excited to see Phil have it and uh enjoying it and driving it and loving it as much as Cliff did so i know that's got to make Cliff happy as well
1: i agree and dude i just want to say you know as we wrap it up that you know we could hear the passion in your voice earlier you know talking about how you enjoyed the the show that you guys put on for so many years uh, you know you're you're one of the guys that if I were to, you know, look at a dictionary, what is mini truck? And you know, your name is there. I mean, I, I think you really deserve, and I know you, you're not a guy like so many others, even Sean Mahaney wasn't a guy that wanted the recognition, but you know, you're a guy that really deserves it. You've been doing this a long time. You've been hustling, you go to shows, you don't cop out like so many people do. And you know, I just say, boom, I I salute you as as a fellow enthusiast in the scene, bro. And, uh, You know our lifestyle, the podcast. We got a lot of respect for you, bro. Thanks,
3: man. Yeah, stay humble, man. That's you know some of these people put themselves up on a pedestal and get these egos, man. It's look if you build a cool truck, oh that's cool. Don't shit on nobody because you think that you just reinvented the wheel. Like you know everybody's been building cool stuff for years, and you know just don't become a rock star. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like come on, really, you know? Yeah, some guys I see them just mistreat people and like it's crazy. And, you know, people always make a a big joke of it. You know, John Beebe did the Fowler for president shirt, love John and Jen and, and, you know, everybody at drop home, Chad, Chad and Crystal. Uh, But John back in 2008 made a Fowler for president shirt. There were stickers and it became definitely a big joke up here in the Northeast. And, you know, um, actually with the 2008 election, I got people that actually called me or emailed me and said, (laughs) Hey, by the way, I actually wrote you in. I'm like, no way. Like, you know, don't vote. <laughs> Please don't waste your vote on, you know, something silly, but it, it was kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just a humble guy, man. I, I you know, I, and I, I walk around at shows and, you know, I hear people saying, Oh, that's Phil. And, you know, people like, you know, my, um, my friend's kids, you know, uh, they came up to me and they're like, Oh, we were just over there and you went walking by and these people are like, Oh my God, that's that guy Phil. You know, he's got that ranger over there and this and that. And it's like, man, look, if you see me at a show, come up and talk to me. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm not a rock star. I'm not anybody special. I'm just a mini trucker, just like you. You know what I mean? I, I, I just go to shows. I enjoy it just as much, if not probably more than you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, right.
3: but, but, you know, uh, come hang out. You know what I mean? I don't drink. I would say, you know, most people are like, Oh, we'll go have a beer. But you know, like I'm down to hang out. Bullshit. You know, we talk about trucks, talk about life. I don't care. Just, you know, just enjoy the scene, enjoy the shows. Good stuff.
1: Well, that's it homie i mean you gave a shout out to the wife and the family earlier was there anything else you want to share with the airhead nation i
3: gotta give a shout out to to my club low rollers man you know we, i don't even think we really touched on we touched on our show but you know my club um you know guy mark ellen started the club back in 92 um was kind of a joke um uh-huh. and you know i i started hanging out in 93 and you know here we are um 25 years later you know i mean um you know definitely not as big as we used used to be but we're You know, many trucks aren't as as common as they used to be, but you know, we're, we're just a small club based out of Delaware. Mm -hmm. Um, we've been around for 25 years and, you know, it's cool to go coast to coast and people recognize, you know, you know, recognize myself, they recognize our logo and, uh, it's definitely, a a, um, it's been a huge part of me and I love my club. Um, I love all the guys, you know what I mean? Some of them are really busy and just, you know, kind of doing life and and kids and, and stuff like that. Um, and you know, not everybody has a, the luxury to just jump up and go to shows all the time. And uh, you know, but you know, it's 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 a family. You know what I mean? So love my club. Shout out to, to Low Roller. Shout out to all my friends and you know everybody. You know what I mean? That you know, gives me props on the truck. Shout out to everybody in the scene. You know what I mean? Definitely big shout out to to my wife Danielle, my 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 beautiful three daughters Sarah, Emily, and Anna. You know my parents. Everybody that's ever supported me in doing this. It's it's just cool. You know what I mean? It's fun stuff. I love it.
1: Hell's yeah, dude! Well, hey, you're a hustler. You you work hard. You enjoy yourself. You go to shows. You got an awesome family. It doesn't matter what state you're in. You can be in the Northeast, the South, the West Coast. You uh, you can enjoy you can enjoy the the you know the scene of ours is what we call it. You know the mini truck scene. It's uh it's vast and there's a lot of good people out there. And what we love to do, as you know, Phil, is highlight some of those good people on our lifestyle the podcast. We appreciate you coming on as a guest and, you know, we, we tell a lot of the guests the same thing. If you ever want to come back on or do you think of more stories and, or you just want to come have a good time for 15, 20 minutes, let us know. And, uh, we'll have you on as much as you want, bro.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. I really appreciate that. Now, one other thing that I wanted to touch on is, you know I mean? Like, you know, we, we mentioned my truck a little bit and I, I, I don't want to ramble on too much, but I definitely got to give major props to, uh, you know, uh, my buddy Pete Ryberg from big dog customs and, um, uh, Eric Fulber, you know, from NC Maryland, you know I me mean, for, for helping me out with my paint. Fred Green from PPG for helping me out with my paint. Brad Wurzbacher for my interior. You know what I mean? Everybody from my club and, you know, that's ever helped me on my truck and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like everybody that's ever done anything, but I got to definitely give special shout outs to those guys that helped me get my truck to where it is today. Um, you know, because without those guys, it, it would, I mean, it would be done, but I don't think it would be done the way it is. Um, you know, I've done a lot of stuff myself, but you know, it's, it's good to have great friends that' that'll pitch in and help you out and get things done and uh i appreciate that man much love to these guys
1: hey that's what it's about the mini's truck scene we got a lot of good friends and family people that get together the good old days was you know cracking a drink in the in the the garage and helping each other out we definitely in the midst of all of our careers and jobs and the soccer practice and dance recitals and all that there's a lot going on but I think if we can get back to our roots a little bit and try to help each other out, uh, stay positive. You know that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Phil, yeah, awesome. dude, it's been a pleasure. Uh, before you go, let everyone know how to follow you on Instagram if you know your handle, homie.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm on Facebook and then my name is uh, Phil underscore, underscore Fowler. I um, don't <laughs> Instagram much, so yeah. I mean, if you you know um, if you see me on there, you send me stuff. I will usually check the messages, but. I'm um, a Facebook junkie, you know what I mean. Maybe that's just because I'm old, um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I thank you for, uh, for the opportunity to be on here. I really appreciate what you guys are doing um, for the scene. Um, you know, it's re- it's really cool to be part and to be even be considered in the, these top shelf people that you guys have had on. To even put myself in the caliber with uh, some of these people, some of the guests that you had, you guys have had. So I appreciate you. You hold me in that regard. Um, to think I was. Worthy enough to be a guest, I hope uh, my interview didn't disappoint, but uh we yeah, we finally got it knocked out man finally got it knocked out fifty episodes later <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know for everyone you know we we've alluded to it and it and I think it was the only interview that we've ever lost i I had a memory card, I deleted everything on it, and it should have been clean did the interview i I had misplaced my main memory card, so you know we started and for some reason, Phil didn't have the best feeling about the interview. We kind of bounced around a little bit, and that was, as he mentioned, 50 episodes ago, probably two years ago, I don't know, year and a half, two years ago, something like that. But um, the speaking of that, the audio did clip out there a second. I had a little bit of a challenge with Wi-Fi. Can you give us your Instagram name just one more time, Phil? Uh,
3: Phil underscore Fowler.
1: So boom, F-O-W-L-E-R, uh, first name Phil, P-H-I-L. Look him up. Uh, You guys know him, but if you don't, make sure you follow him on Instagram. You'll see that uh, badass ranger right there posted up. You'll see some of the low roller 25th anniversary shirts. Uh, What a good dude. Uh, If you see him at a show and you've never talked with him, slap hands with the big homie. And, uh, you know, hey, just keep doing your thing, man. We got nothing but uh, respect for you, bro. Thanks, brother. Oh, oh, oh,